0: salutations welcome to pod mortem i'm travis hunter joined as always by my co-host my sister and my brother-in-law
1: hi i'm renee hunter vasquez
0: hi i'm john paul vasquez this week we're broadcasting live from the tides restaurant in bodega bay discussing the 1963 horror classic the birds this film was directed by alfred hitchcock from a screenplay by evan hunter loosely based on the novella of the same name by daphne du maurier The Birds combines elements of dark comedy, romance, and horror which are married seamlessly through Hitchcock's skilled direction. With a fantastic cast of characters, impressive special effects for the time, and a bevy of interpretations regarding its social commentary, The Birds has exceeded its initially mixed critical reception to become widely considered a cinematic classic. This film was the winner of our August Patreon poll, so thank you to all of our patrons who participated and voted. If you'd like to help us decide an episode, join us over on Patreon at patreon.com slash thepodmortem. So, The Birds, what were your first impressions on the film?
1: I remember watching it with mom when we were kids. Absolutely. Because she's a huge Hitchcock fan. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: I couldn't remember the ending.
0: No, no. I just
1: remember, I think I was so young that I was just like, man, those birds are fucking <laughs> going nuts. Like, that's all I remembered. Um. And I didn't remember, I'm going to be completely honest, Rewatching this was basically like watching it for the first time, it's the first time as an adult, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. The first, probably half an hour of this film is some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> 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 and I don't know if it was on purpose or not, but I was having a blast for probably <laughs> the first half an hour. But I think it's good. I know that it's very revered. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't even say it's my favorite hitchcock
0: no i know as a kid i was more of a psycho 100 well i mean i wasn't uh, well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe
1: we were for <laughs> watching psycho um yeah and i haven't seen everything he's ever made i you know we watched a lot of alfred hitchcock presents oh yeah but um i this isn't psycho i'll just say that but i did i did enjoy it and i understand why it's so highly regarded mm-hmm. but um I, I will say I'm more of a psycho girl mm-hmm. and a lot of the behind the scenes shit. It's hard to not think of that mm-hmm. while you're watching it.
0: Yeah. There's a couple of instances yeah. that, I mean, we might touch on a little bit, but I know more of the situation between the two of them happen when they Marnie. Yeah. Yeah. So it's still. not going to be as much, but we will touch on it Yeah, because it's fairly fucked up. <laughs> but JP,
2: um, I'll be honest, this is the very first Alfred Hitchcock movie I've ever seen completely from beginning to end. Hmm. The movie to me wasn't bad, but it was a bit slow and I'm not one to wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, like I said, it, it wasn't bad, but it was just a little too slow for my taste. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd never seen, I've seen bits and pieces of Psycho, but I've never watched the whole movie all the way through. Uh, I've seen the Hitchcock Presents, but I've never watched one all the Come way through. Come on, man. It's <laughs> just, just leave not the room? my style. We're yeah, gonna, it's just not for me. He just
1: goes to sleep. We're going to have to fix the psycho situation. We, we need to watch well, that no, ASAP. We mm-hmm. can watch it. But I will co-sign with you there that I'm queen slow burn. I love me a slow burn. This movie, I think, could have been about half an hour shorter. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> even oh, that. yeah. I will agree with both of you I I enjoy this movie mm-hmm. yeah I I can't point to exactly where I would cut
1: but 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 some, you can-
0: <laughs> 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 but some things need to be cut there's oh yeah there's some kind of pacing issue but the thing is is that the suspense of it is so perfectly paced
1: it is you're it like
0: is. What, what where would I even where do my scissors go you know yeah
2: I can think of a couple. And I'll
0: (laughs) let you know when
2: they come up. But to me. Yeah, please do. There was just a couple of of times when I was like, that didn't need to be that long. (laughs) But...
0: I I am in the same boat as Nay, which is watch it as a kid, Mm -hmm. enjoyed it. Definitely more of a fan of Psycho. There are quite a few Hitchcock films that I would like to see that I haven't. Mm -hmm. Me too.
1: I was just... I was thinking that while we were working on this, that I'm not... We watched a lot of Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Yes. But as far as his films, I'm not as well-versed as... I thought. I, yeah, I should be, to be honest.
0: I think that this film stands out because of the sheer scale of it mm-hmm. and what they took on as far as effects go in 1963. Yeah. And it's honestly impressive for the time. If you look at it through the lens of the time, mm-hmm. there are some shots that are still effective... Oh, yeah. And there are some shots that are not as effective. (laughs) (laughs) But we're looking at it, what, 50 years later? Yeah. Yeah. So you got to kind of be kind.
1: (laughs) I also, though, I know I texted you, T, because I was like, hold on. When I started watching it to take my notes and stuff, Mm -hmm. I was positive that this was going to be in black and white.
0: Me too. And I remember I thought it was in black and white when we Mm -hmm. saw it as kids, but it is not.
1: No, I was like, is this the fucking Mandela effect? I was like, what is happening?
2: I thought the same thing too. Yeah. I thought it was a black and white movie. Yeah. Isn't
1: Psycho Black and White? Yeah. Yeah. Well, fuck, maybe not. No, (laughs) yeah.
0: (laughs) Now, before we peck this film to pieces, we would like to issue a warning for spoilers. Podmortem is a very in-depth podcast, and in thoroughly discussing horror films, we have no choice but to spoil a thing or two. If you don't wish to be spoiled, please go watch the film, then come back and enjoy the show. If you've already seen the film or don't care about spoilers, then let's take flight. So the film begins with opening credits in sky blue against a white background, and we see and hear black silhouettes of birds flapping their wings and calling from left to right, right to left, across the screen. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. It is. I was genuinely unsettled by this. I'm not afraid of birds.
1: Uh, no, but <laughs> the way they're presented, I think. It's
0: maybe it's the sound too.
1: It's like you're supposed to be afraid of them. Uh, I read that at the at the premiere yeah. of this when people left the theater, he had had speakers set up in the trees outside to do the flapping sounds and the you know just uh customary bird noises just to scare
0: (laughs) people what is he william castle (laughs) that's some gimmicky shit that sounds It,
1: it really is like
0: i don't know i like it i think they should bring that stuff back me too I would love that.
2: Yeah, but I don't know. That scared the <laughs> shit out of me. And I'm like,
0: oh, what the fuck? I just run back
2: inside. <laughs> yeah. No,
0: you wouldn't forget To watch it, it again. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> but I got to watch this movie again. There's
1: some birds outside. <laughs> they know you know about yeah, that. Exactly. Uh, yeah. You learned
0: their whole story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but after the birds are flapping about, we see Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds appear on screen, followed by the rest of the credits before we fade to black. I did want to point out that I saw that the sound consultant on the film was Bernard Herman, who famously not only did the score for Psycho, mm-hmm. but also, you know, countless other films, but uh, Taxi Driver.
1: Well, oh, yeah, right. you know,
0: I, I know this is a horror podcast, but that's one of my favorite films, guys. That's no, a good movie. Movie. Yeah, and I love great. that score but it's just incessant noise. And that's one thing I did want to point out is that he is a composer. He was a consultant. The people that actually did the electronic sounds were Remy Gassman and Oscar Sala. Mm-hmm. And there's really like no music music. Right. In yeah. This movie. Which yeah.
1: I really appreciate. Yeah. It's like, just birds.
0: Just your standard yeah. birds. Yeah. Standard yeah. bird
1: noises.
0: I did also want to point out, since we've seen Alfred Hitchcock's *The Birds* appear on screen, that is all aside from the Angry Birds that was taken from Daphne du Maurier's novel.
1: Yeah, I read that she was mad.
0: I can understand why. Yeah, there is like nothing <laughs> in common except the birds. Why? What was the book about? It was about, like, it was in England, first of all. Yeah, I
1: think it, w- it was, like, uh, on a farm or something, mm-hmm. and the birds kind of go mad, and that's really it. And, like, none of the characters are the same. The setting's not the... Because is in California. Right. Mm-hmm. Nothing's the same except...
0: The title and mad- the... And the bird. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so all I don't right. know if she thought it was going to... Because I read that he had purchased... The story for an Alfred Hitchcock present, right? And then I guess just kind of sat on it, and I was, it was like, no, nah, yeah. and I'm like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> are you Alfred Hitchcock?
1: <laughs> are
0: is this a séance? <laughs> Goody, it's right? like oh, <laughs> shit. oh my God.
1: And he was like, I guess no, nah, I can do a little bit better. <laughs> right. So yeah, I think she thought it was going to be a straight up adaptation for his show and he was like no son so kind of like I know what you did last summer exactly right. All right. Yeah. yeah. but that was closer than this yeah, <laughs> yeah. see I remember some there stuff you guys say <laughs> it's
0: not all in yeah. one ear I did want to point out something very interesting as you said it was supposed to be presents mm-hmm. but then there were a string of bird attacks <laughs> and, <laughs> and so Hitchcock was like you know maybe this could be a feature yeah. wouldn't
1: you be like man maybe we shouldn't be doing this yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: the, the birds, know, dude, don't. Yeah. But we then fade into a busy San Franciscan street where we see Melanie Daniels, played by Tippi Hedren, in her screen debut, crossing a crosswalk alone.
1: I read that he had her, or she signed a seven-year contract before she even met him. Mm-hmm. And again, she thought she was going to be on Presents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no,
0: obviously. Mm, right. But
1: he was like, there was a lot of toxic shit going on
0: there was okay so i do want to point out the majority of the information i have is from this documentary called all about the birds so <laughs> all right you know, rather than me saying and according to that documentary all about the birds i'm just gonna put it out on front street right now mm-hmm. yeah but i did see that she actually was in a commercial that hitchcock saw on i guess the today show mm-hmm. he was watching it with his wife right. mm-hmm. and then he was like so
1: Enamored?
0: Yeah, I guess you could say that. He's like, bring her to me. (laughs) (laughs) And so, why is he like... (laughs) Is he count Dracula? I (laughs) know. Uh, uh. That's the count. (laughs) We're getting our vampires crossed. But she went to the studio and she was told that a director wanted to meet with her, but she was never told who. Mm. And so she went through all these meetings and then eventually they were like, all right, all right it's alfred hitchcock and so she's losing her fucking mind yeah. Well, yeah. she's like i'm a model in new york i did a couple commercials and fucking alfred hitchcock right. wants me yeah. for what and so he brings her in and he's like we're thinking of giving you the birds he's like good <laughs> evening yeah <laughs> and so like he and his wife give her the birds after a screen test by the way she did her screen test with martin balsam who was detective arbogast in psycho
1: Oh, shit.
0: Thought That was interesting because he's not in this film at all. Yeah. But they gave her the part of the birds because I guess it was kind of like a partner deal. It seemed like him and his wife. Mm-hmm. And they gave her like a brooch that had three birds on it. And that's how they announced that she was going to be the star.
1: Well, so
0: it's I mean, kind of sweet. Yeah. yeah. At the I beginning. Mean, yeah.
1: <laughs> For right now, it's sweet.
0: For the time being.
1: I did read that he made her lie about her age, though.
0: This confused me a lot uh-huh. because it said that sh- the year that they were given was that she was 28 years old when this was made. Yes. But she was actually 33.
1: Yeah. Because he said that she would not be able to start a career at 33, even though he was starting her career at 33. She needed right. to lie and say she was still in her 20s. She's
0: like, but I'm why? doing it though. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but I am though. Yeah, yeah,
0: But why?
1: There's another weird thing with the ages that we'll get to later, uh-huh. mm-hmm. but- i'm like what the fuck maybe because i'm 32 i'm like you fucking uh, No,
2: i mean (laughs) just because she's really 30 32 what'd you say 33 i think 33 33 what you're you can still play a 24 year old in the movie i think you don't have to actually be
0: 24 i think it's it's a different time with the studio system yeah in the 60s this
1: age of hollywood like yeah i feel like the mystique behind you uh-huh. m- even in your real life was just as important as in the film mm-hmm. so i mean i don't know it doesn't make any sense I and mean, it really doesn't make sense for then either but that's <laughs> what know. he made her do yeah.
0: i think a lot of things from the 60s don't make sense now not at all but at the time she was probably like yeah sure yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: yeah no i'm 32 yeah. I'm, right. I'm dying tomorrow <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> i do want to point out a couple things that as she's crossing the street, we do hear birds overhead mm-hmm. mm. feels foreboding already, even though it's really just a typical part of being outside. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> well, because it's called the birds. Yeah. Like if he would have just called it bodega Bay. Like you wouldn't even be thinking about the the sounds <laughs> right. of the birds right now. That sounds
0: like a romp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do want to point out also that we see the camera pan across an ad for the city of San Francisco. Mm -hmm. This was used as a transition because Hitchcock hated filming on location. Mm -hmm. And so as it crosses from that ad Mm -hmm. to the left, you go from on location to a studio set. Wow. It's (laughs) nuts. And I watched it without knowing that. right? But now I will never forget it because you you can can see it. it. I didn't even notice. If nobody told you, you would never know. That's, that's crazy, crazy.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but melanie stops in front of davidson's pet shop looking back across the street to see a flock of seagulls circling around in the distance i do want to point out as well that the commercial that hitchcock saw her in somebody whistled at her and she turned around smiling right and you see that happen <laughs> yeah. here yeah. She's like, do that again yeah <laughs> are you Alfred hitchcock no, no. <laughs> But she pays the birds no mind and heads inside the store. A man passes her on his way out, though, walking two small dogs. This is Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, I really wanted to. I mean, he really wanted to put yeah. his <laughs> God damn it.
0: <laughs> I knew it. I I did read that the two dogs he's walking are his dogs. All right. (laughs) That's funny. And on that documentary, they had said that basically they were treated better than most people. Yeah. (laughs) I
1: completely believe that. Yeah. A (laughs) hundred percent. It's not even surprising. Those dogs
0: look well taken care of. (laughs) But Melanie walks to the second floor of the pet shop. I was like, God damn, it's got two floors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But she chats with Mrs. Magruder, played by Ruth McDevitt. Melanie asks her what's up with all the gulls outside, and Ms. Magruder shrugs it off, saying it must be a storm at sea or something else driving them inland. The subject changes very quickly when Ms. Magruder says that she was hoping that Melanie would be late because he hasn't arrived yet. As it turns out, he is a minor bird that Melanie has ordered and was supposed to be here at 3pm. Ms. Magruder explains that it was difficult getting him here because they're brought in from India, but he should hopefully be arriving soon. Melanie asks if he'll talk, and Ms. Magruder is like, of course. Well, no, actually, you'll have well, to teach him. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course. I mean, not of course. No.
0: You're in salesman mode, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but Melanie looks annoyed, because I'm sure that sounds like a lot of work. Mm-hmm. But Ms. Magruder says that she'll phone them again since they're late. Melanie instead requests for the bird to be delivered to her place and jots down her address while Ms. Magruder goes to make the call. We then see Mitch Brenner, a well-dressed man played by Rod Taylor, walk into the pet shop hat in hand.
1: Something really interesting that I literally did not know until like 10 minutes ago. Mm -hmm. Um, Rod Taylor played Winston Churchill in Inglourious Bastards. Are you fucking kidding me? I swear.
2: The one we watch? Is there another one? I don't know. That's (laughs) why I'm asking. Oh, wait, there is (laughs) a movie called Inglourious. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Uh, no, the misspelled one by Quentin Tarantino. All right. Yeah, I was like, what a career. Like, what the hell? All right. you know, no, fucking,
0: I'm all naming two things. Uh, what yeah. a career. You know how dumb I am? Hmm. I'm trying to imagine Rod Taylor in 1963 as Winston Churchill. <laughs> <laughs> and It was like 50 years later. Yeah, he didn't look that
1: way. Also, he kind of looks like Robin Williams to me. You
0: did say that. Yeah. One thing that really confused me is that Rod Taylor was 33 here.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah he doesn't look i thought he was in
0: his 40s we started aging differently at some point in time i yeah, guess well because wow, they're, really? they're yeah. eight
1: days apart in real life him and tippy okay he's eight days older than her all
0: right and isn't it weird that he didn't have to say he was
1: 28 yeah
0: that's what i was gonna say but he's 33 mm-hmm. well, <laughs> uh,
1: that's fine yeah um
0: he can have a career <laughs> 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 that was hitchcock i don't know what mr hitchcock
1: <laughs> of <laughs> uh I, I read that Hitchcock had considered Cary Grant uh-huh. mm. for Mitch, but he was like, I'm not gonna spend all that money paying for big name Cary Grant because the focus of this film, this is what he said, mm-hmm. the focus of this film is the birds and my name over the title. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, Dude, that, that, fits, that yeah. fits so perfectly because I did see an interview with Rod Taylor and he had said that on his first meeting with Hitchcock, he asked him, he's like, so, you know, what's the deal with Mitch? Like, what's the character? You know, why is there not enough this, that, that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Hitchcock was like, well, the birds are the most important thing.
1: <laughs> are they? And he's like, oh, OK, <laughs> sorry. You are nothing. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> But it checks out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But Mitch heads upstairs as well, admiring the birds in cages before looking for help from Melanie. She asks what he's looking for and he tells her lovebirds. Melanie, posing as a shop clerk, (coughs) (laughs) confirms that there are many different varieties. Mitch says that they're for his sister's birthday who will be turning 11 and he wants a bird that won't be too demonstrative but also won't be aloof.
1: So he doesn't want the birds showing each other the feathers in front of his (laughs) little sister?
0: that's that's great is that what he's saying yes he okay. is i thought demonstrative might have meant loud but i guess banging yeah. i thought minutes. it meant fucking <laughs> yeah that's not- <laughs> i do think it's funny because i think it is the collative learning or it might have been the take but they pointed out that this kind of feels like him describing the woman that he would like to have
1: mm. Okay, I can see that.
0: There are so many interpretations of this right. film, like what the birds mean.
1: Yeah, uh, the that the take video that you're talking about, uh-huh. when I watched that, I was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, Cause yeah. Because I would, they used to be Screen Prism, but the take, I would recommend watching their video about the
0: birds, because mm-hmm.
1: very interesting interpretation, because, I mean, it's very interesting.
0: Yeah, and even, I mean, even if it's just talking about birds in general, I don't, I've never had a pet bird. Right. No. So I don't know what you look for in a bird. Well, I thought they were just talking about the fucking birds,
2: oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I, my mom always had birds. Um, they're loud. Uh huh. You have to change. Don't they smell? Yeah. You got to change the newspaper. It smells wild. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, she did have ones that would, uh, they had like, they would mimic your, uh, echo or right. your, your, uh, whistle. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Or, and she did have ones that talked and I was like, oh, birds are super
1: smart. Yeah, I was like,
0: Damn. And like, that, I
1: know we talk about their brain pans later, yeah. I think if they fucking had a mind to, we're yeah. toast.
0: Dude, the fact that they can echo speech, that's enough to be worried. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. You
1: should not be able to do that. And that yeah. does not come up in this film.
0: <laughs> no, it doesn't. You would think there'd be a word that's like, <laughs> I'm over here. Yeah. <laughs> Help yeah. Oh, my God. I go, it's a fucking bird. Ah. But... <laughs> Mitch asks if she has a pair of birds that are friendly. And she says she does. And that felt suggestive to me. Right. Mm-hmm. I was like, is he talking about her boobs? But <laughs> that's also a bird. But <laughs> no, tits are birds.
1: No, they're not. Yeah, a
0: tit's a bird.
1: Oh, tit, like a tit mouse, I
0: think, right? That's a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> I quit the show. <laughs> Anyways. Melanie says Swallows. That, that's also yeah. a bird <laughs> Melanie says that she definitely does have a pair of friendly birds and walks him around the cages she is a hilarious bullshitter because he points out a cage full of birds and asks if they're lovebirds. she sees that they're red and says well we uh call them red birds <laughs> yeah <laughs> he goes I thought they were strawberry finches she's like yeah we call them that too yeah
1: you know anything about birds, man? <laughs> yeah. I was like, why is she doing this? That's- that lady's going to be back any minute.
0: Yeah. I think she's just bored. <laughs> like, what we learn about her, she, you know, has a lot of time in her. I hand. was going to yeah. say it
1: makes a lot more sense in a minute, but now I'm like, lady. What is happening? Yeah, what I was, are you I was doing? Like, you're just being an ass, dude. Yeah, <laughs>
0: it's like he really just wants to yeah. buy some birds <laughs> and get out of here, it looks dude.
1: Looks like he's on his lunch break. Yeah. Like, just let him. Let's waste his time.
0: <laughs> But she takes him to a cage of canaries and she's like, ah, yes, here are the lovebirds. And then he launches into a questionnaire like he's writing a research paper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, does it make you feel bad keeping the birds in cages? Are they kept separately for ornithological reasons? Is it because of molting season? Are they molting now? How could you tell? I'm like, God, damn, yeah. you need to calm down, Anderson Cooper.
1: Well, I feel <laughs> like he's trying. I mean, I, I think already he knows, you know, that she's right yanking his chain or whatever. Uh So he's fucking with her. But I'm like, how are you being righteous about the birds being kept in cages? Are you letting yours fly freely after you buy it? Like you came to buy birds. Oh, in
0: (laughs) one cage, please. Yeah. (laughs) Like you will be caging them. I did have to look it up because I did not know that birds molted. No, oh, yeah. I did not know that. According like, to like various sources mm-hmm. over the course of either a few weeks to a year, birds will shed and replace all of their feathers. Holy shit. They look really weird.
1: But they don't leave like a husk or anything, do they? Are I think they, they look worms? like a
0: raw chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do. I don't know. Do they really? Yeah. I was fucking around. Ew. That's uh, gross. <laughs> I, I prefer a cat. Yeah. <laughs> I love my cat. Yeah. Yes. But Melanie says that you can tell <laughs> that they're molting because they sort of have a hangdog expression. <laughs>
1: That's so stupid. I just thought of uh, Kent and Allison listening to us right now and being oh, like, fucking...
0: Yeah. And what, embarrassed <laughs> to know <Yes>. us? <laughs> <laughs> we love you guys and we're sorry. We
1: do. They're vets. We don't yeah. know what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but Mitch is like, okay, cool. Uh, but about those lovebirds... <laughs> She tells him that they actually have wonderful canaries here this week, and he asks to see one. She then opens up a cage and tries to take one out, but of course it escapes, flying all over the store. She and a returning Miss Magruder try like hell to catch it while Mix just stands idly by. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why would you even try to take that
0: out? Uh, I don't know.
1: To, you I, know, just, I can't with her already
0: I, I've been watching a lot of burn notice and mm-hmm. when you're working <laughs> with a cover identity you really have to go all in <laughs> and she's like if I don't take out this bird he'll right.
1: know he'll <laughs> know I don't work here yeah
0: and she can't have that shit but the bird eventually lands on the counter where Mitch calmly puts his hat over it and then picks it up easily he puts it back in the cage saying back in your gilded cage Melanie Daniels Melanie looks at him like what the yeah. fuck <laughs> <laughs> she asked how he knew her name. And he says that a little birdie told him he bids the two women farewell, but Melanie stops him. I do want to point out when he asked for help and she was just at the desk, he was normal. Mm-hmm. But the second she turned around, he had a knowing look on his face. Uh-huh. So He's he knew like, oh, yeah, here we yeah. go. and he was playing it early. Like those little acting beats, Right. Yeah. Like, they're very important. But Melanie asks how he knows her and he admits that he saw her in court. He reminds her of a practical joke that she played that resulted in a broken window.
1: I love how scandalous he makes this broken yeah. window sound.
0: Well, he makes he it does. a way bigger <laughs> deal. She says that she didn't break any window, but he says that her prank did. He actually says the judge should have put her behind bars. <laughs> it's a broken yeah, window. It's a <laughs> broken window. He's, he's not one for practical jokes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: not a, Not a bit.
0: But she brings up the fact that he played along with her being the shopkeeper, even though he knew she wasn't. But he says that he only did that so she could see how bad it feels to be on the other end of the gag.
1: But she was also running a gag.
0: It was two gags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they canceled each other out, right? I guess. <laughs> but she calls him a louse, to which he agrees and bids her good day. She says that she's glad that he didn't get his lovebirds, and he says that he will find something else, and that he'll see her in court.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is Are you... Hoping she gets put behind bars yeah. for playing another joke <laughs> or
0: whatever. Like- so. It's like, cause I will be reporting <laughs> this <laughs> impersonating a shopkeep at this, <laughs>
1: at this point. I'm like, Oh, she just got a lot more interesting. Yeah, man. Yeah. I,
0: I think that's one thing that this film really has going for it is the characters. Yeah. The chemistry, mm-hmm. because I did see on that doc that they had barely met mm-hmm. and then they did like the scene together. Right. And it seems like they are like, <laughs> It, this feels like a meat cute. I was
1: going to say it's a meat cute. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, it's a, a beak cute. A be- <laughs> <laughs> or, a be- I'm sorry. or a meat coop. <laughs> <laughs> Chickens. Um, but the thing is, is that Evan Hunter, the screenwriter, said that his idea of the birds was starting as a screwball comedy and turning it into something stark and terrifying. And I think that he's very successful. Well, it
1: definitely starts as a comedy for me personally, <laughs> because it it gets better yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) so melanie asks miss magruder who that man was and she says she has no idea melanie then runs downstairs to catch a glimpse of his license plate before he pulls away you know like a creep Uh right (laughs) she writes it down though and miss magruder calls from upstairs saying that the minor bird will arrive this afternoon melanie hops on the phone calling the front desk of the daily news she connects with her friend charlie and asks a small favor of him She wants him to call the DMV to find out who owns the car with the license plate that she jotted down. She says that she'll stop by in a bit and asks if Daddy is in his office. She finds out that he is and says she'll see him later. But when she gets off the phone, she asks Miss Magruder if she can order a couple of lovebirds, which will be in tomorrow morning.
1: (laughs) This is already, I'm like, bitch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's funny to me because, I mean, we learn a lot with that phone call. Because not only do you know that her dad's an important person in the city. Yep. She is wealthy. Mm -hmm. And then when she gets off the phone, look, I don't know you guys' financial situation, but I I can't can't fucking order some lovebirds (laughs) (laughs) willy-nilly tonight. I can't do that. (laughs) But the next morning, we see Melanie carrying a cage of lovebirds onto an elevator. A man played by Richard Deacon eyes the bird suspiciously as if he's never seen a bird before yeah <laughs> it's like it's just birds dude <laughs> but melanie gets off the elevator and he follows close behind she sets the cage in front of an apartment door with an envelope reading mr mitchell brenner as she turns to leave the man stops her to let her know that mitch won't be back in town until monday unless she wants him to find a couple of tiny bird skeletons she should probably take them with her
1: thank you nosy neighbor
0: he read the card <laughs> yeah like, did you say mitch brenner
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's not in
0: no but he tells her that he's actually going out of town for the weekend, too. I'm like, I don't need to know your life story. No. Well, I guess he's saying that because he would look after them for her. So maybe he's not the dick we're making him out
1: to. <laughs> <laughs> Mind your business.
0: Yeah. But he does tell her that Mitch is in Bodega Bay, which is about an hour and a half away.
2: Yeah. I, I didn't understand why he was telling this
0: stranger everything. Yeah, of his he was really telling business.
1: all Mitch's business. I,
0: uh, she could be anyone. Well, yeah. She could be there's a moment in a minute that is goddamn unbelievable with how much information yes, they give away.
3: <laughs> yes.
0: Well, but we'll get to that. But we then transition to Melanie driving her car down a winding road near Bodega Bay. The birdcage sat on the floor of the passenger seat, and the birds hilariously swaying with every turn of the car.
1: Yeah, they were leaning with it, rocking with it. <laughs> <but> <laughs> this is a level of petty that I can only appreciate. This woman. <laughs> Tracked this man down, found out where he lived, Mm -hmm. bought those birds with her own (laughs) fucking money (laughs) and is taking at least a four hour trip to and from out of her way Mm -hmm. just for a fuck you. You love to see it. it I was, love to see it. I
2: don't. <laughs> that's a red flag. Well, I don't. Oh, absolutely. I want nothing to do with you.
1: She's not going for
0: love. She's going I, for. I don't okay, care. You um, wanted love birds. Away. Here's your fucking no, love bird. Get away from me. It's, it's spite. No. Absolutely. Right. I do feel like the only way that this would make sense for me is if instead of a card in there, it was the receipt for the birds because she uh, does I, deserve I, to be paid <laughs> back for them. I did want to point out that we've talked about Bodega Bay on this show before. We talked about it on both the Fog episode and I Know What You Did Last Summer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. These winding roads look incredibly familiar if you've seen either of the films. Yeah. I was like, I've been here before.
1: (laughs) We were just here. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Just a few weeks back. But Melanie speeds like a bat out of hell, screeching and fucking drifting down the road. The look on her face is super cash, though. Yeah, No, yeah,
1: she's Tokyo drifting and (laughs) and her face is like... This is how you drive, right? yeah.
0: But when she arrives in Bodega Bay, she parks her car and heads to the post office. I do want to point out again, they're using a very interesting technique to film this Mm -hmm. stuff. I'll talk about it a little bit later when it's more prevalent. Mm -hmm. But they are filming the backgrounds of the city and they're what's behind her. Right. It's actually Bodega Bay as a backdrop. But then when she pulls into the post office, it's a set on the lot
1: what the hell <laughs>
0: yeah there's so many of these weird transitions between yeah. like on location just because
1: hitchcock doesn't, doesn't like, like it yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. It's so weird it's so weird i know you said earlier there is a few times where you can see it yeah and i, I told your sister i was like you can tell <laughs> but i think it was the first night i was i watched it uh-huh. and i was like oh you can see that
0: <laughs> there's i mean It's funny because you can spot it, but then at the same time, you're like, well, it's 1963. Yeah. This probably was blowing people's minds. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But at the post office, she asks the postal clerk, played by John McGovern, if he knows a man called Mitchell Brenner. He says he does, and she asks where he lives. The clerk, who is absolutely about to lose his job for this (laughs) shit... takes her outside and points across the bay at a white house surrounded by trees. He's like, that's where the Brenners live. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) She literally could be a serial killer. Yeah. yeah.
0: Melanie's like, Mr. And Mrs. Brenner. She's like, I'm not about to be a side (laughs) piece. We're not doing that shit. But he's like, no, that's where Lydia Brenner and the two kids live. The two kids are Mitch and his little sister.
1: Mitch is not a kid. No, he's not.
0: He is a 45 year old man. But she asks how to get there, and he tells her that the road will take her right to their front door. But Melanie isn't down for that, saying she wants to surprise them, so the clerk recommends that she snags a boat from over by the Tides restaurant. He even offers to order the boat for her.
1: (laughs) She sounds... So sketchy. It's, like this yeah. sounds this does not sound on the up and up at all.
0: When you read in the paper tomorrow that the Brenners were brutally <laughs> <Yeah>. murdered, <laughs> he's like, Man, I shouldn't be giving out addresses yeah. like yeah, that. Yeah, no,
1: he's like, go down there. Uh, they usually leave their door unlocked, so go yeah. right in. It's like,
0: what the fuck? it made me laugh when he pointed. He's like, You see that house across the bay? <laughs> yeah, that one right there. I was like, This is unbelievable. This is the most unprofessional shit. Yeah
1: at this point, I my next note is if this woman really gets a boat, I'm going to scream. <laughs> <laughs> this is so much. The level of pettiness? Yeah. It's so much. I was like, how much XP did she get for discovering Bodega Bay because yeah. this is a Fallout quest? No. <laughs> First you got to get the birds, uh, then you go to the apartment. Oh no, mm-hmm. he's not at the apartment. You got to go to Bodega Bay. Oh no, he's not here. You yeah. got to get a boat. It's What? Yeah. No, it's a lot Talk to the
2: shopkeep. He's yes. got something for you.
1: <laughs> One of our settlements is in trouble. Yeah. Oh, <laughs>
0: But Melanie stares across the bay before heading back inside and asking the clerk what Mitch's sister's name is. After a bit of confusion, maybe it's Alice, maybe it's Lois. He gives her a side quest, <laughs> basically. <Yeah. laughs> he gives her directions to a house with a red mailbox just beyond the school. He says that she'll find Annie Hayworth, the school teacher there, and she'll give her the name of the girl.
1: Tell me this isn't a Fallout quest. I swear yeah. to God. Look me in my face and tell me that we're not in megaton right now.
0: <laughs> the bird's fucking DLC. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I'm like why are you bringing the child into this?
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> I just I can't. I mean, I mean the birds are for her, so it does help yeah. sell her story. <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> ridiculous. I don't know what's going on, but he says that he can save her the trouble because her name is totally Alice.
3: Mhm.
0: Melanie offers to pay for the phone call that he made for the boat, but the clerk like pshaw's it. And so Melanie just bails out, driving to Annie's house. She heads to the front door and we hear the chatter of children in the background as she does. I could never live this close to a school.
1: No, it would, it would suck. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I'll mean, i take a house. I'll live uh, in yeah. the school. will yeah.
0: live <laughs> yeah. in the school. I, I just want to say we haven't met Annie yet, but she is a saint to, to put up with that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to point out that Annie's house was built by the production in Bodega Bay for this damn Jeez. i thought
2: the money was for the birds. yeah what <laughs> the fuck
1: <laughs> we can't be building shit. Right, no. birds
2: and name
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just 90 minutes of the birds yeah and alfred Hitchcock's his name. name on
1: the screen yeah
0: but melanie knocks on the door and annie played by suzanne Plachet, calls out asking who it is melanie says me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i both cannot stand and love
1: her <laughs> me who the yeah, fuck is who's me that? nobody knows you i was dying i could not stop laughing have you ever well, even been to
0: bodega bay <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah annie's like who is me and so she rounds the corner to meet melanie who introduces herself asking the name of the brinner girl but Annie tells her that the girl's name is Kathy. And Melanie says that the postman was sure it was Alice or Lois.
1: <laughs> yeah, they were both wrong. Yeah.
0: yeah. Annie goes, Yeah, that's why the mail service sucks here. I'm like, save it for the wow. city council meeting.
1: <laughs> she's like, and they keep telling everybody our business. Yeah, <laughs> no, why are you telling said. this random lady this child's name? That Yeah. They're is like, her she's like, her name is Kathy. You know that house across yeah. the <laughs> Is there are there any rules here? <laughs> and she really likes candy. So I'm sure yeah, if you offer sure. her some, she's she'll go with you. It's
0: easy. But Annie offers her a smoke and lights it for her, asking what business she has with Kathy. When Melanie says that it's not about Kathy, Annie understands, asking if she's a friend of Mitch's. Hmm? Yeah. (laughs) The camera zooms in fast on Melanie, like, oh shit. Yeah.
1: (laughs) What is the tea, though?
0: Melanie says that she really isn't a good friend of his or anything, and Annie just changes the subject to her garden, which Melanie compliments, and when asked, says that she only plans to be in town for a few hours. After being vague as hell, after a line of questioning, Annie admits that Melanie's plans are none of her business. Melanie thanks her for the info on Kathy, though, and walks to her car, but Annie follows... She asks if Melanie took the coast road from San Francisco. And when she says she did, Annie asks if that's where she met Mitch. Annie says that she guesses that's where everyone meets Mitch. Mm? I was like, oh, shit. What's (laughs) really
1: going on?
0: She then notices the chirping birds in the passenger seat. And when Melanie tells her they're lovebirds, Annie's like, I see. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, was this a custom back in the 60s?
1: (laughs) Annie's not about it. No. No. Something very quickly. Did she sound like Kathleen Turner to anybody else?
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe a little. Yeah,
1: her voice totally reminded me of her. But this teacher, I guess, was supposed to be older, mm-hmm. and Suzanne Plachet auditioned for Melanie, or I guess wanted to be play Melanie. Right, and <laughs> she wanted to. She be wanted her. to be <laughs> Melanie. Um, but Hitchcock let her have the role of the school teacher, and he was like, so. Melanie's in her mid twenties, and the school teacher is thirty two. But I, for real, uh, Suzanne Plachet was twenty five. Yeah, so, what? <laughs> so, I don't. I don't. I don't get it. It makes no sense to me.
0: I can't even. Imagine being inside the head of Alfred no. Hitchcock. Yeah, <laughs> it is just all very confusing to me. But it's
1: like whatever you say, Al. <laughs> sure
0: thing, Hitch. I did want to point out that Suzanne Plachet was actually on an episode of Alfred Hitchcock Presents, mm-hmm. which might have been where, not necessarily where she got her foot in the door with old Hitch, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I can't. It couldn't have hurt.
1: Right. Also, really quickly before we move on, mm-hmm. John Paul was on IMDb, I guess, and. She plays Yababa and Zaniba in Spirited Away.
0: Really? Yes. she's the voices.
1: I was like, what the hell? I thought that was really, really cool.
0: Well, she's got a great voice. She does. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Even at 25, I was like, God damn. She does. That's
1: Kathleen Turner. Yeah.
0: I do want to point out that she is gorgeous. Oh, yeah.
1: John Paul was saying that, that he thinks she would have made a better leading lady than Tippi Hedren.
0: Uh, well, I mean, i the thing with Hitchcock that everybody kind of talks about is that he was kind of obsessed with blondes. Okay. Are you speaking as a brunette offended? I am. That's, he's stupid. He's, he's also dead.
1: Ooh, uh, oh. <laughs> God damn it. Again.
0: You know what they say, Nay. S- speak ill of the dead. <laughs> but he, he was kind of an asshole. But... <laughs> Annie wishes Melanie luck, and Melanie just drives off as Annie looks on after her. It is clearly a jilted lover situation. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Like,
0: it's not even poorly hidden. No, Annie, <laughs> I'm
1: serious. She's fucking not having it. No, like, no, no. She's not happy.
0: But in the next scene, we see Melanie writing to Kathy on an envelope and <laughs> placing it with the birdcage. cage. Don't
1: bring yeah. Kathy into this. It's <laughs> she's done nothing. It's pretty unfair. I mean, these, don't are, these are spite birds. These yeah. birds were not acquired out of love.
0: Don't they, they're don't gonna know. carry that yeah. with them. They carry the energy of they have right? the energy <laughs> how they were bought.
1: <laughs> how they were acquired. Those birds are gonna be petty as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what it is.
0: But Melanie drives down to the charter boats, snags the birdcage, and walks to the dock. A fisherman played by Doodles Weaver. I did not get the background on his name. I am fairly certain that has to be a nickname. I hope it's a nickname. (laughs) Yeah, Weaver, right? What a weird...
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) But Hmm. he is Sigourney Weaver's uncle.
0: No shit. Yes. Isn't that insane? (laughs) That is very insane. And there's an interesting point that I want to bring up later, casting-wise, that's going to blow your mind. All right. All right. But Doodles... The fisherman
1: <gasps> doodles <laughs> like a clown. Yeah, I
0: know. He points her toward the boat that the postman rented for her. The fisherman takes her birdcage and helps her into it. He then starts the motor and ascends a very rickety ladder back up to the dock, sending her off by herself. <laughs> Sorry, it's this is hilarious. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's it's the point where you've escalated so much you don't realize how far <laughs> you've taken it. Yeah. Because it was baby like, steps. Yeah, and you're like, oh my God. Okay, I'm... I'll take
1: him to his house. Oh, I guess I I guess I got to take a car ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I got to go to... The... I mean, it's yeah. just these baby steps <laughs> and now you're in the middle of the fucking lake. <laughs> yeah. Rowing. Dude, I
0: was dying. I was laughing so hard. It's like that stupid like sitcom thing where two people try to out dare each other yeah. and then they end up getting married. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's what this feels like. But I do want to say the shots of her on the boat are very well done in a way that the way that they did it is very tricky and very skillful. Mm-hmm. Basically blue screen technology was invented and in use, but it wasn't up to Hitchcock's standards. Of course not. So they use something called sodium traveling mat shot processing. It's a mouthful. Yeah. But what it does is it combines foregrounds and backgrounds shot at different times. So she is shot against a yellow background. There's sodium lights on the wall behind her that are yellow. And there's a white light that's shining at her. She's shot with a camera that is only sensitive to the white light. So it basically erases the entire background.
2: What the fuck? Holy
0: shit. So then they came back later, shot the water in the background of the bay. Uh and they use that camera as well put the film spices together had people animate it between so that you couldn't tell that one was one and one was the other. What That's the a lot. It's yeah. so much fucking work. That's a lot. Damn. Like it's so funny to consider now when you just use a green screen. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, is that at the time it was so like not super in use uh-huh. that they knew that with birds flapping their wings against a blue screen, it would look like shit. Yeah. Or even her, her hair, you know, moving, it mm-hmm. would look like shit. So Hitchcock is like, nope. I want everyone working 100 hours a week. No <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> But they did it. And I think it was Disney who was implementing this uh, sodium mat shot processing. And so what? he like went to people at Disney and had them help him out. All it's right. unbelievable.
1: That's crazy. All because the blue screen wasn't up to yeah. his standard. Yeah. But if it was a blonde screen. It'd be yeah. it was
0: like, it's, it's like <laughs> use it every time. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we make him such a creep? I don't know. (laughs) Because
3: that's what he sounds like. Yeah, I know.
0: But she reaches the dock on the other end of the bay, and she gets out of the boat after tying it up. She then carries the birdcage, surveying a barn on the other side of the Brenner's property. This barn was built for this production. Mm -hmm. It was not on the property. The house itself was, like, run down, and they had to renovate it.
1: Oh, wow.
0: And it looks fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I'd live there. You can take the school. I'm living in this house. (laughs) But Melanie just lets herself inside unannounced and sets the birdcage down in the living room with the card that she wrote for Kathy. She then tears up the card that she wrote to Mitch as well. Yeah. I thought that was...
1: She's like, that's too petty. Yeah,
0: but this (laughs) is fine. (laughs) That's too fine. I'm doing great.
1: Isn't he just out at the barn? Yeah. Yeah. But My thing is like he's not even thinking about you, dude, Like that's just something that happened yesterday.
0: He's in his head. He's like,
1: not even thinking about you.
0: He's trying to think of a second gift. Yeah. He's like, well, the lovebirds, that was a bust. Yeah.
1: It's the funniest shit. And she just lets her, you don't know who else could be there. Nope. Nope. Oh my god! And
0: she was literally told that Lydia Brenner lives there, yes, and so yeah. does his sister. Or
1: there, yeah, or there could be a child inside, and, and you're just waltzing into uh, the house. Didn't even take her fur off. This no, bitch is no, messy as hell. No. Not even taking the fur off.
0: And it's the weekend. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, so like, she's not like, in school. No, but she peeks out of a window to the barn and then heads out the way she came in. She rushes back to the boat, hopping inside and turning it around. As she sails off into the bay, she turns around to see Mitch heading inside the White House. <laughs> she
1: stops to look at her handiwork. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Shortly after he runs in the house, he comes out looking to see who could have left the birds. When he spies Melanie's boats, she just dips down out of sight.
1: <laughs> now it's just a random boat. Yeah. <laughs>
0: We see him running back into the house and Melanie starts the engine with a pair of binoculars. He sees that it's Melanie and just smiles.
1: He sees her so clearly. (laughs) I started laughing. She's like, oh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But the birds are loud overhead as he hops into his car, driving like a madman to meet her across the bay. He almost drives into the bay.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, no, he's fla- He's Tokyo Drifting now. <laughs> yeah. um, it made me laugh because until we started hearing the birds, I forgot that yeah. this yeah. was about the birds. Oh no, yeah. I thought this was just portrait of Melanie Daniels, the <laughs> world's pettiest woman. There is, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, birds. That's yeah. right. That's what we're doing here.
0: There is a point in the film where you think the birds could just mean the birds she brought for her cats. Yeah. Cat- yes. <laughs> like,
1: this it's is an adorable Love film. Birds. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. But her eyes follow his car as he makes his way around and he rushes out to meet her back at the dock. Out of nowhere, a gull swoops down and attacks her head. She grabs at her head and we see a spot of blood on her glove. Real quick. Hmm. Thank you, bird. <laughs> and the,
2: her in the boat, too long. Him driving around the thing. Too long. It, it does go on. It, we, it's a bit.
0: Yeah, we could have
2: just just a little, little shorter.
0: Been fine. These are where you'd make your cuts.
2: Yeah. Well, some you know, like I said, you can lose a couple of seconds here and there. We, I get what you were doing, mm-hmm. but just a little shorter, you know.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: I. That's fair. I agree. I did laugh because it looked like the bird bitch slapped her, yeah. and she kind of <laughs> had it coming. But um. This is kind of the end of the pettiness. It continues a little bit more because Uh, she's not done with her lies yet. But uh, I just want to commend that whole sequence because I was having a, bu- that to me was, you should have never called me a fat ass Kelly Price energy. <laughs> well, if you think about One it thing and she's like, Oh, we gonna get this bitch. Like she, she, not-
0: she carried that energy for days. <laughs> yeah. she, she had to wait for the birds. You remember? Right. They weren't You're there. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, fuck dude.
1: I just love it so much.
0: Hats off to her.
1: You woke up
2: that morning. <laughs> (laughs) get this
0: motherfucker
1: she chose violence she She wasn't having it
0: but i do want to point out that this bird was mechanical
1: oh okay
0: and this is what i'm saying with the split you know background foreground this was shot fully in a studio they sent a bird on a wire they hair sprayed her hair to fuck and, like, <laughs> left one strand dangling so that when the bird hit her, it would flop ah. down. So you see <laughs> that it happens. It sells the moment of yeah, impact. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And there was also a blood pack in the bird. And so it was timed that they would release the blood pack wow. when it made contact. Oh, all
1: right. Practical
0: like, effects for the wind. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of... I mean, they, they were... Nominated for an Academy Award for all these special effects. Mm -hmm. They didn't win, but I struggled to think of what- What did win? Yeah. Yeah. Could have been more ambitious than this, because they do a lot of shit in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. But Midge hops into the boat as it reaches the dock, asking if she's all right, and he's like, that's the damnedest thing I ever saw. It seemed to swoop down at you (laughs) deliberately. (laughs) I'm like, how do you know the bird's intentions? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But he helps her onto the dock, and we see blood running down the side of her face. A man they pass is like, buddy, what the fuck happened? (laughs) Mitch tells him that a gull hit her. He's like, a gull? But Mitch walks Melanie past a phone booth and into the Tides restaurant. The man who was asking what happened, I read, was actually the owner of the Tides restaurant in a cameo role.
1: (laughs) Was this the man named Mitch? Yes, it was. Oh,
0: wow. He said, now I... (laughs) I read this a lot, but it's so ridiculous that I don't know. No,
1: it's insane. <laughs> his if name. Big, if true.
0: Yes. His name is Mitch and uh-huh. two conditions for filming at the Ties restaurant. Right. One, I get a speaking cameo role.
1: Which he did. Which All he right. did.
0: And two, you name the lead male character after me.
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> fuck. His name his is Mitch. Is Mitch. Yeah. I don't know. All
0: right. It could be true.
1: It could literally just be a coincidence. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> it's like a game of telephone. Mm
0: hmm. You know, he wrote the right.
1: film.
0: <laughs> I don't know. But everyone stares as they walk in and sit down at a table. I do not understand why they're so... Is it because blood's running down her face? Yeah. Probably.
1: Nobody bled in 1960.
0: No. <laughs> but Deke Carter, the innkeeper played by Lonnie Chapman, walks over and asks what happened, offering to call the doctor. He asks his wife, Helen, played by Elizabeth Wilson, to grab some cotton and antiseptic. Deke's like, so you cut yourself outside, right? Because he's not trying to get sued. Yeah. <laughs> We're not
1: liable for no, a bird. No, no. nope.
0: <laughs> it's like, sue the birds themselves. Right. And we didn't do shit.
1: <laughs> that's active bird. And that's, that's got nothing to do with us.
0: Aren't you familiar with bird law? Yeah. <laughs> but Mitch says Melanie isn't going to sue anyone. And Deke's like, well, you're the lawyer. Can
1: we get that in writing? please? Yeah.
0: <laughs> and have her sign it immediately. But Helen returns with some peroxide, which Mitch administers. Melanie's like, so you're a lawyer, huh?
1: I'll say he may be a lawyer, but he's no doctor. Because that <laughs> yeah. cotton ball was fucking cross-contamination city. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's rubbing her blood and then putting it back on the thing. Uh-huh. It's like, dude, you I don't think, know. Yeah. I think
0: he dipped it in some au jus as well. <laughs> <laughs> But honestly, him being a lawyer makes sense because he was all on her case about the pranks earlier. He was. Yeah. Now. See you
1: in class. Yeah. yeah. I was <laughs> like, oh,
0: shit. But he asks her what she's doing in Bodega Bay, and she says that she wanted to bring the birds for Kathy's birthday. Then she lies and says that she came by to see a friend of hers, Annie Hayworth, the schoolteacher. teacher. <laughs> stop yeah.
1: <laughs> i was laughing because he was like oh yeah who's your friend and i'm like uh she's such a bad liar yeah. uh bird yeah. scratching t-
0: <laughs> uh cotton alcohol. <laughs> yes that's right that's him that's mm-hmm. my buddy we go best way back. friend best friend
1: it just made me laugh because like clearly annie knew mitch yes but like you still had the audacity yeah. just because that's the only name you knew to still throw it out there
0: she could have said that the postal clerk was her father <laughs> she i don't shopping. know she could have said anything yeah. like She's anything like,
1: oh i'm here to see uh mitch Brenner he's like that's (laughs) me what the fuck are you talking about (laughs) she's just such a bad liar it was hilarious to me
0: but of course Mitch knowing Annie he's like hmm (laughs) small world but when asked Annie says that she'll be in town for the weekend so he sits down with her and starts to grill her like a prosecutor he says that he thinks that she came here to see him he's like you really like me huh yeah she says she loathes him (laughs) Mm. (laughs) and that she even wrote a letter to him about it but she tore it up she says she doesn't care for the seagulls either. I was like, you don't like it here at all. <laughs> like, fuck this town. <laughs> and the boat was rickety. <laughs> <laughs> Your corn is trash. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> Melanie, please. <laughs> but she's like, I came all the way up here too. And he's like, I thought you were already coming up here. And she looks at him like,
1: fuck. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but just then, Lydia Brenner, Mitch's mother, played by Jessica Tandy, walks in saying that she saw Mitch's car outside and asked what he's doing in town. He introduces her to Melanie, and Lydia is very displeased to meet her. Yeah, what a warm
1: welcome Mm. that she gets from this woman.
0: It's tough, man.
1: God damn.
0: But Mitch tells her that Melanie delivered a couple of birds for Kathy and will be staying for the weekend, and that he's invited her to dinner tonight. Lydia is even less pleased to hear this, and when she finds out that the... (laughs) And when she finds out that the birds are lovebirds, she's like, "Oh, yeah, I see." I'm like, "Is this just what was going on in the '60s? Was this part of like yeah, a marriage everyone's proposal?" Yeah. Everyone's so scandalized. It's like these damn lovebirds. Right. It's the only maybe that's why they're out. So many people are trying to get married and shit. I can't.
1: It's part of the mating ritual. <laughs>
0: I guess so. And by the way, the birds are for Kathy. Yeah. It's not like she yeah, got them for Mitch. But I they're petty birds. Oh, they yeah. are. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah there's the no confusion there. Birds. But Mitch is reminded that dinner is at seven and he offers to pick Melanie up, who lies again and says that she's staying with Annie. <laughs> <laughs> Melanie says that she'll find her own way to Mitch's to avoid being caught as, you know, a liar. Mm-hmm. Right. Mitch asks how her head is, and Melanie explains to Lydia what happened. Lydia just looks on, sending a flock of seagulls to finish the job inside her mind.
3: flock of seagulls. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) But in the next scene, we see Melanie back at Annie's place. She rings the buzzer, and Annie comes out asking if she found Kathy. She says she did, and thanks to a convenient-as-hell room-for-rent sign on the door, (laughs) (laughs) Melanie asks if she can stay the night. She lies again, saying everywhere in town is full, so Annie reluctantly agrees. Annie lets Melanie inside, telling her that there's some fresh coffee on the stove. She then stares into the sky as we hear the sounds of seagulls cawing, and she asks if they ever stop migrating. Melanie watches as dozens of them fly by overhead. So they're like silent observers going on yeah. right now.
1: Yeah, like nothing big has happened. I mean, besides her getting bitch slapped by one right. of us. But- <laughs> They're just constantly in the periphery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And every time you're like, oh, I'm back in the rom-com. It's like, yeah. nah, bitch. Remember? They're they're up there.
0: <laughs> they're always sticking their beak into the shit. When they you think- <laughs> 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 It's funny to me because that's, I mean, when have you ever saw a bird and thought anything more of it than that's just a bird? Oh,
1: look, it's a bird. Yeah.
0: Like, after watching this movie, just going to the grocery store this morning... I heard birds on the way there, yeah. and I go inside, I come out, and there is a bird on my car. Yeah, he sent
1: me a picture. Because <laughs> I was like, oh shit, they know I
0: saw their movie. He knows. They're like, he saw our greatest hit, so we yeah. can fuck him up now. <laughs> <laughs> but that night, we see Melanie driving to the Brenner's farm, parking and checking her makeup. She gets out and rings the bell at the front door. She then looks off to see Mitch, Lydia, and Kathy, played by Veronica Cartwright, This is the connection I'm talking about. You just said Sigourney Weaver's uncle? Mm -hmm. Right. Doodles. 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 (laughs) You may remember Veronica Cartwright because in 16 years, in Alien, she plays Lambert. Oh, shit. What the fuck? Yeah. All right.
1: that's crazy i'm like my mind is
0: (laughs) you delivered is that crazy or what holy shit and first of all what a fucking resume oh yeah yeah i guess she was in a couple of episodes of hitchcock presents right Mm -hmm. makes sense and then she eventually meets alfred hitchcock she said that at their meeting all he talked about were (laughs) which wines were the best And how to properly cook a steak all, <laughs> right. all right yeah all right so it's very uh interesting conversation for an 11 year old to yeah. have um also
1: and i read this and um i want to say the trivia on imdb because it was brought to my attention this is not my area of expertise mm-hmm. it is yours oh no. she was on scary movie 2 what? i guess the introduction of scary movie 2 where they're making fun of I think I read The Exorcist. She plays the mom. Hmm. Oh, shit. She's also in The Witches, which is my my jam. But yeah, I was like, what? Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. That's crazy to me. Because
2: James Woods is in that scene.
1: I can't.
0: Yeah, I can. (laughs) (laughs) He's a scumbag. (laughs) But it's funny. He's a what? He's a (laughs) scumbag piece of shit. (laughs) 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 It's going to be a t-shirt soon, but... I also thought it was interesting that Veronica Cartwright is playing a girl who's having her birthday, and while they were filming this, they celebrated her 13th birthday. Oh,
1: shit. That is interesting. I'm so sorry. I'm scrolling through her IMDb to make sure I said the right scary movie film. Yeah. She is a voice on Fallout 4. What?
0: <laughs> there I you go. can't fucking
1: make this up. What is
0: with this full circle bullshit? <laughs> I
1: don't know, but I feel weird. Who was she in Fallout? A trash can. Yeah. <laughs> a trash can? You're gonna. Have to. I'm just kidding. It's somebody's oh, name. Like, what? Oh, <laughs> trash can something. A trash can. <laughs> she played a trash can. Trash can Carla. Oh yeah. Yes, she walks she...
2: around with the the Brahma bull and yes. tells you shit.
1: And Doc Anderson. She plays like several oh, people. Shit. I'm like, it's mind blown. City right now.
0: Now I have not played Fallout. Well, oh, I, my man. condolences.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but. Kathy rushes up to Melanie, giving her a hug and thanking her for the birds. They head inside with Mitch remarking that Annie must not have had plans. I'm like, you absolute bastard. Yeah. <laughs> but he says that they were at the coop checking in on the chickens because they're acting strange. Lydia says that they're fine in full denial mode, but Mitch lets it slip that they're not eating. Lydia busts inside going full Karen and calling the man who sold the feed to her. <laughs> yep. In the background, Melanie is offered a drink by Mitch and admires a photo of his father. But Lydia is full going off on Fred, the chicken feed man, who tells her that he got a call from Dan Fawcett, another man in town whose chickens won't eat either. This call, it kind of goes on forever. Mm-hmm. And you feel like Mitch and Melanie just waiting for her to tell you what the fuck's going on. Yeah, yeah. And I mean- they call hitchcock the master of suspense for a reason because it was killing me on this yeah you're like
1: what god damn it <laughs> what is it? Yeah. seriously she does say something kind of creepy because like the conversation is like super mundane like no that's mm-hmm. the feed no blah, yeah because blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. she's like chickens are always hungry
0: which yeah. was
1: scary to me yeah in <laughs> the context They're of are always this film.
0: yeah but after she gets off the phone she tells them what's up and kathy's like look It's like you said, his feed sucks. (laughs) We can all agree. Yeah. But as it turns out, Mr. Fawcett was sold a different brand of feed. And so she just kind of stares off in confusion.
1: Interesting. Mm -hmm.
0: Interesting. But after dinner, Melanie is fucking killing it on the piano. Mm -hmm. She is. And Kathy's just hanging out with her as Lydia clears the table. Kathy asked how she knew that she'd like the lovebirds and Melanie says Mitch told her. She <laughs> it makes me laugh cuz she's like, "You know, I still don't know how you knew that I wanted <laughs> yeah. lovebirds." I'm like, "How could she? It's a very easy just A to B, man." But Lydia's like, "Oh, so you're a friend of his from San Francisco." And Melanie's like, "Not exactly." Yeah. Just making it sound worse. Right. Yeah. I'm like, "Just say yes." But <laughs> Kathy says that Mitch knows a lot of people in San Francisco, but they're mostly hoods.
1: Kathy is just spilling the tea. And I'm here for it. Dude, kids will just tell you shit. Yeah. (laughs) Like, just be quiet and listen.
0: Lydia's like, Kathy? Yeah. (laughs) But she reminds her as well that everyone is entitled to a fair trial. Kathy's like, dude, yeah, fine. But (laughs) they're still hoods, right? So? (laughs) I don't know. You got against hoods, Kathy. What the fuck? But I, I love how we're attacking an 11-year-old yeah. girl. <laughs> <laughs> but Lydia leaves annoyed and Kathy tells of a client of Mitch's who shot his wife in the head six times. I assumed that he was a prosecutor based on how much he was trying. to The way and- he was mm-hmm. acting. Yeah. yeah. So to hear he's a defense attorney, kind of surprising. Mm, did not yeah. really fit, but. But Kathy's like, you know, even two times would be overkill. And Mitch says that the guy did it because he was watching a ball game and his wife changed the channel. They just laughed it off. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. That's I'm great. like, a woman is dead. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but Kathy asks if Melanie will be at her party tomorrow, but she says that she isn't sure because she has to return to the city. Kathy's like, don't you like us? don't you like bodega bay i was like is this a cult yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't you want to join it's us? fucking
0: forever <laughs> and ever it's a lot dude <laughs> but she says that if melanie does decide to come don't say anything about it because it's supposed to be a surprise party she then recounts the convoluted plan to get her away from the house and bring her back to preserve the surprise yeah she then begs melanie to attend and melanie still playing the piano politely declines in the kitchen, Lydia says Melanie is kind and pretty and is like, How did you meet her again? Mitch reminds her that it was at the bird shop and Lydia's like, I'm ah, in a bird shop. Yeah. In a bird shop. It's like, Why are you? <laughs>
1: That's right. The love
0: bird. Yeah. <laughs> How that about? can I forget? <laughs> you just kind of sense the insult coming. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But she's like, So she was selling birds or <laughs> and he's like, No, I just led her to believe that. Look, it's very complicated, Listen, yeah. Mom. Jesus. After the questions continue, he asked her where she went to law school because she's really grilling him. Yeah, but they both laugh and Lydia apologizes. She reminds Mitch that Melanie is very rich and that you'd think with her father running one of the biggest newspapers in the city, he'd be able to keep her name out of them. She brings up an incident where Melanie apparently jumped into a fountain in Rome naked and she's like, well, maybe, you know, I'm old fashioned, but yeah. (laughs) It's obviously a point of contention for her.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, Melanie sounds like a blast. I yeah. mean she's fucking
0: pranking people. She's getting naked in fountains. I'm like, <laughs> sounds like a great time. Yeah. You're this? never bored with Melanie. Right? Is she on jackass? <laughs> <laughs> but Mitch says that he's sure that he can handle Melanie Daniels, and Lydia says, Well, as long as you know what you want, she's like teaching a master class in passivity. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But Mitch walks Melanie to her car and he reminds her that he's in the city five days a week with a lot of free time. He says maybe they could go swimming and brings up the gossip about the incident in Rome. Melanie nips that shit in the bud. Not only was she fully clothed, but she was pushed into the fountain. The paper who ran the story is a rival of her father's. Mitch is like, "Uh
3: (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh. Sure.
0: But then he asks if she really knows Annie, and Melanie's like, no, that was a lie. Yeah. (laughs) He then asks about the letter she wrote and wants to know what it said. She says that it said, dear Mr. Brenner, I think you need these lovebirds after all. They may help your personality. Petty. (laughs) petty. Yeah. He then asks why she tore it up, and she says because it was foolish. And so he conflates it to jumping into the fountain in Rome. He won't let it go. (laughs) yeah she's like look
1: we're not gonna talk about <laughs> this <No>. anymore <laughs> she
0: starts the car just pissed off and she he says that he would still like to see her though and that it might still be fun she's not down and he asks her what she wants she says she wants to go through life jumping into fountains naked and then just speeds off yeah <laughs> I, I i love it it's fantastic i she, love it she does say good night yeah and, and mitch smiles after she leaves so it's like you know just a sweet little yeah. moment But we then get a shot of power lines around the house, filled to the brim with birds. Mitch is clearly unsettled by it, but heads inside. Love that shot. Really, any of the bird shots? Yeah, Mm -hmm. no, they're great. They're great. Yeah. But Melanie arrives back at Annie's house in a huff. Annie, who is sat on the couch reading the paper, asks Melanie what's wrong and offers her some brandy. She's a good friend. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She pours a glass for each of them and asks how her evening went with Mitch and if she met Lydia. Melanie prefers a change of subject, so she asks how she's digging Bodega Bay. Melanie says that she despises <laughs> it, <laughs> and then finds out that Annie is originally from San Francisco herself. She says a friend invited her here for a weekend a long time ago. A friend, she's like, we can give up semantics. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was Who's Mitch Brenner. <laughs> yeah.
1: Is it Bird Scratchington? Yeah. No, no. it's <laughs> Mitch.
0: It's Mitch, dude. But she says that Melanie has nothing to worry about because their time has passed, Melanie says that there's nothing between her and Mitch either. So Annie says maybe there isn't anything between Mitch and any girl. Melanie's like, what? I was like, what the hell does that mean? What are you saying? But Annie tells of how four years ago when she was seeing Mitch, he invited her here to meet Lydia shortly after his father died. She says that she and Lydia didn't get along at all, and she wondered what she did to rub her the wrong way. She said she realized the problem was that Lydia liked her, and the odd thing is that now, since she's no longer interested in Mitch, she and Lydia are good friends. She says that Lydia isn't afraid of losing Mitch to another woman, she's just afraid of being abandoned. But the whole thing put Mitch in a difficult spot, so things ended shortly after between them. But she also says that she moved here to be near Mitch. So it's like, what? Yeah. What, are you,
1: what are you saying right now? I,
0: she's saying a lot of nothing. <laughs> yeah, like,
1: th- This makes no sense.
0: Just a run around. Yeah. It makes yeah. no sense. I mean, I get... No, I don't get that. No, you don't, because it makes no sense. Because she's saying that she doesn't want to lose her friendship with him. Right. That's why she moved here. But you don't move towns for that. Yeah. No.
1: You don't move towns especially when he's in your city 5 days a week.
0: That's it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It makes no sense. So I wanted to see him 2 days a week. I yeah. only want <laughs> to see him on the weekend.
1: That's what are you weird. talking
0: about? I don't know. But the phone rings as Melanie lights up a smoke and Annie answers it. It's Mitch calling for Melanie. Melanie takes the call and Mitch apologizes for everything with Melanie telling him that she isn't angry. That's when he invites her to Kathy's surprise party and Melanie agrees to attend. Annie sits there smoking, and when Melanie gets off the phone, she tells her that she'll be at the party, too, helping out.
1: I just want to point out the fucking audacity of this man yeah. Yeah. to call Annie's house and ask for Melanie.
0: <laughs> not you. <Yeah. laughs>
1: what the well, fuck? What are you yeah. doing, dude? It's not I'm like she like, has a cell phone. Listen, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. Well, all right. I mean, I get it. I, I don't get care. It, but...
0: He knows their history.
1: <laughs> it's audacity that's yeah the least, that, i said I'm there struck. was nothing there stop
0: it i mean you know what i'm thinking maybe lydia should be less pissed about these women and more pissed about her son just fucking flashing yeah. his trash all over town because <laughs> 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 it seems like he's got a bad habit right mitch is no sharon like stone okay. <laughs> <laughs> mitch brenner is no sharon stone nay.
1: I, <laughs> hmm? I just can't are you stupid or are you just that ignorant like, you, you pick one. Both are bad. <laughs> pick one. doesn't seem like
2: he cares. No. Just... no, he doesn't.
1: <laughs> and then sh- sh- this woman's coming to your house to help your mom for yeah. your little sister's party. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, but the new one, the yeah. blonde one, are you <laughs> coming? It's like,
0: what? It's unbelievable.
1: I just can't. No. I know I'm going to get f- probably made fun uh, yeah. of for being so upset about this, <laughs> but, but in all, it's so disrespectful. In all <laughs> fairness,
0: Mitch gets no shit for this. No. no. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. <laughs> but it's, it's really fucked up. But Melanie says that she isn't sure that she should go to the party. And Annie's like, look, it comes down simply to, do you want to go? Melanie says, yes. So Annie's like, Go. Melanie thanks her, and then there's a loud knock at the door. Annie opens it to find a dead gull that is smashed into her front door. She says it probably got lost in the dark, but Melanie tells her that it isn't dark outside. In fact, there's a full moon.
1: (laughs) And that made me laugh because we, like, have to sit in that moment for a minute. (laughs) But it's not dark. There's a full moon. (gasps) And they look at each other. (laughs) Yeah, we just sit there. Just
0: suspicious for, like, five whole seconds. Again. yeah we you're like, you could yeah. Out, like
1: that's five seconds that could have been cut yeah i
0: don't know why it made me laugh that it faded to black yeah <laughs> <laughs> and like think we about had, that we shit.
1: had to sit in the moment
0: <laughs> one thing i do want to point out i'm trying to keep my birds clear because mm-hmm. there's gulls there's crows there's ravens I also learned from looking and it up <laughs> that a titmouse is a bird. So I do apologize publicly today <laughs> for fucking Thank you. roasting Thank you her. Much.
1: But what's funny is I was just like, all right, it's yeah. a
0: mouse. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a mouse. I just want to say it too easily could have been a mouse.
1: <laughs> so we were both right. It's there mine. we go. Yeah. But mostly me. Go on. <laughs>
0: <sighs> Moving on. That next morning. <laughs> <laughs> We're at the birthday party and we see Melanie and Mitch walking together toward a secluded area overlooking everything.
1: I kind of laughed because I thought Annie was being cool as shit last mm-hmm. night because she should have, I'm angry for her. Right? She should have been mad. But she was just like, do you, like she was being a good friend even yeah. though they're not friends. But <laughs> I laughed because <laughs> she could have given Melanie a new outfit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> she, she wears
1: this like green three-piece situation the entire film
0: it's like marge with that chanel suit (laughs)
1: it's
0: like she's gonna cut the sleeves off tomorrow
1: she's (laughs) like we cool but we not that cool Mm -hmm. you're not gonna be wearing my clothes
0: well it made me laugh because she showed her like a shitty gown or whatever she bought at the
1: uh, for yeah to sleep in yeah Yeah. and
0: annie was like look you can have some brandy but you can't use any of my yeah (laughs) But Mitch gestures to the hillside, which I'm certain is a matte painting.
1: Absolutely.
0: (laughs) There are times where you're not sure, but this one I am sure. (laughs) (laughs) But they toast each other with wine and Mitch asks why she has to head back to San Francisco in such a hurry. She says she has to get to work, which surprises Mitch. As it turns out, she has several jobs: one at a travelers agency, one studying general semantics at Berkeley, finding new four-letter words. Sure. I'm like, is this a joke <laughs> Can or is I it? I take that clause? Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. <Please. laughs> but the last one she just refers to as her meeting and lunch. I was like, really? <laughs> only one of these is a job. <laughs> lunch is not a job. If it was, I'd be making six figures. <laughs> But she says that the meeting is basically a fundraiser to send a Korean child through school. I was like, "All right, okay, yeah. I, yeah." She doesn't elaborate at all.
1: Well, nor should she because it's none of his fucking business.
0: In all fairness, do we hate Mitch now? I don't like yeah. Mitch. I didn't. <laughs> I
1: I'm arriving at this as we're sitting here yeah. <laughs> because he takes every opportunity to insult her. He does, or to be like, "Come on now!" Like, wow. I know she's a trickster, but. If you think that lowly of her that you're like uh, you have a job it's like why are you begging her to stay right. why are you trying to make fetch happen when you're being very rude right and he shouldn't have been calling fucking annie's house Name. trying to get yeah. in another woman's pants <laughs> I, don't right, like right. I don't like it i so,
0: don't like it i guess you're a uh, cute friend there
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't appreciate it
0: no it's not good but she then tells him that when she was in Rome, it was so easy to get lost, so she decided to find something when she got back to the States. Going through her schedule, Mitch finds out that her Fridays are always free, but she admits that she sometimes goes to bird shops on Fridays.
1: <laughs> Cute. Yeah.
0: yeah. He says that he's glad that she does.
1: All right, Mitch. That was that was decent. Yeah. Uh,
0: you'll allow it. <laughs> One. He is a lawyer. <laughs> But she then tells him about the mina bird that she ordered for her aunt Tessa, who is a super posh type. She reminds him that those birds can talk and asks if he can imagine Aunt Tessa's face when she hears the bird say some of the words she picked up at Berkeley. So, well, <laughs> is it profanity that she's learning in school? Like, what's going on? And is she just going to be staying up all night? She's like, all right, now say, fuck Aunt Tessa. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't say aunt because she'll know it was me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Mitch tells her that she needs a mother's care and things suddenly grow cold. She turns away from him and says, not my mother's. She says her mother ditched her family when she was 11 and ran off with some hotel man in the East. He asks if she ever sees her mother and she says that she doesn't even know where she is. Then she facetiously says that she should go join the other children and she and Mitch go and rejoin the party.
1: <laughs> I feel like these people all have these really elaborate stories yeah. uh-huh. for kind of no reason. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I think there there's a payoff to this moment later, but it's very elaborate yeah.
1: <laughs> because a hotel man from yeah. there. I'm like, what are what? you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right. And I don't know what aunt Tessa has to do with anything. Not a
1: goddamn thing.
0: No. Cause we've already yeah. established that she's rich, right. all that shit. It could have just been her bird.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> like it's fine. But Annie, while blindfolding Kathy for a game, watches Mitch and Melanie almost longingly. Yeah.
1: Because she wants Mitch. She can say all up and down all day long. Oh, I just want to be his friend. Right. No, Stop.
0: It's complicated. <laughs> stop yeah. it. But Lydia comes out of the house with a birthday cake, watching them too and looking incredibly pissed off. <laughs> A child points out a bird approaching fast and it very quickly swoops down and hits Kathy in the head.
1: (laughs) And Kathy's like, no touching. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I guess the bird was delicate. I don't know. It fucking pecked like right at her. But before they know it, the entire party is swarmed by attacking birds. The children scream, hide, and run for cover. Birds fly through the balloons, popping them with their beaks. And one kid is basically tackled to the ground yeah. by a bird.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, they take him down, dude. I read that they okay, they taped the bird's mouth closed. Yes, and put needles in their beak so that they would pop the balloons.
0: Oh my right. god!
1: Yeah, and then one bird flew away with its mouth or oh, beak wow. taped shut. And so they spent a huge chunk of time looking for it because obviously it's going to die right. because you taped its beak shut. Right. But the bird was fine. They did end up finding it. But right. don't be doing that. No. no.
0: I, I did read that the ASPCA was on set the entire time. I can't imagine them signing <laughs> off on that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, tape it shut. I don't give a shit. <laughs> That's fine. Just don't yeah. let them
0: get away. <laughs> no, then then. Yeah, then it's a problem. Then we have problems. <laughs> But Annie cries to the others to help her get the children in the house. Mitch slaps the shit out of a bird that's attacking a little girl (laughs) (laughs) and and scoops the girl up and carries her into the house. Melanie uses her green, very worn jacket to frighten a bird off the back of another little girl and snatches her up as well. The birds circle around the party in a frenzy as everyone rushes inside the house. As soon as the last people head inside, the birds just scatter. So I read on IMDb that they trained over 3,200 birds for this film. Damn. And I I know I said that some of them were mechanical, but there's a lot of shots where they're just, there's no way that they could be mechanical. They have to be real birds. And I guess one of them was when dude got away. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But there was a guy called Ray Berwick and he was responsible for training like the majority, if not all Mm -hmm. of these birds. And they used a bunch of different methods to get the birds to do what they wanted them to do. Right. One of them was like when they attacked Kathy, they put bird seed in Veronica Cartwright's <laughs> hair. <laughs> and so he was just hungry. Like, right, right. Yeah. And the way that they get them to appear like they're attacking the camera is mm. they put meat in the camera lens. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and so the birds it just worked. go for All it. Right. Yeah, it works. But they did say that there were a lot... <laughs> There were a lot of bird-related injuries. Yeah, <laughs> you, you I think? bet. <laughs> and so, also, birds got injured, too.
1: Oh, no. And so
0: they built, like, an aviary that was, like, a pet hospital. Damn. Yeah, what? on if, set.
1: Okay, if you have to build a pet hospital yeah, for the amount of animals getting hurt yeah. on your film...
0: Maybe we should maybe take <laughs> a step back. <laughs> we should
1: rethink things.
0: But <laughs> Annie looks out to the birds and remarks, that makes three times... Melanie steps outside with Mitch now that the birds are gone. And she's like, now this isn't like normal Bodega Bay shit, is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she recounts all three incidents. And after telling him what happened with the bird last night at Annie's house, since he wasn't there for it, mm-hmm. she's like, what is happening? He says he'd feel better if she stayed and had something to eat before heading back to San Francisco. And the two girls who are getting their asses pecked to hell yeah. <laughs> just stand between them, staring up at the sky in fear. That night, Mitch is portioning out sandwiches when Kathy walks in with a pot of coffee asking where Annie is. Mitch says that she went back home to take a call from her sister, and we can hear the lovebirds chirping noisily in the cage. Yeah. Kathy's like, what's wrong with them? <laughs> Lydia's like, what's wrong with all the birds? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That I'd be letting them outside. Yeah. Join, join your people. There's something going on. Yeah. I don't trust you this close. <laughs> but they just throw like a sheet over the cage. It's like, mm. sleep tight. Go to yeah. Sleep- yeah, we're done. <laughs> Lydia tells Mitch to make with the grub because she's sure that Melanie wants to hit the road. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy asks Melanie to stay the night and Lydia's face is like, Stedman Graham, if you fuck yeah. this up for me. <laughs> she's
1: like, eat and get yeah. your ass yeah. out of here.
0: Mitch adds that the roads can be dangerous at night, but Melanie insists on taking the freeway because it would make things easier. Lydia's like, yeah, yeah, the freeway. Yeah. <laughs> it's quicker too. But the lovebirds suddenly stop chirping and Melanie notices a solitary sparrow on the ground inside. Melanie calls out to Mitch in concern and suddenly dozens of birds explode from out of the chimney.
1: What in the Harry yeah. Potter is going on?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what the fuck? I dude? don't know.
0: I look there are parts of this movie that I remember. This was not one of them. Yeah. No. <laughs> so when that happened, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. The group just cowers from them and Mitch snaps into action. He yells for them to cover their faces and their eyes and opens up a window and throws the coffee table over the fireplace. As they screech violently, Melanie grabs Lydia and Kathy and takes them outside with Mitch following close behind. So the funny thing about them shooting the scene is that Tippi Hedren said when they got the birds through the chimney, uh-huh. they were super chill. And did it piss them off? It pissed off the filmmakers. <laughs> yeah. They're like, go nuts. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? But they would just walk around, hang out at the fireplace. And so all of these birds were that sodium matte wow oh, uh, yeah there were no birds in this scene holy man. shit it, and it, it it looks good it yeah. Does. yeah the way it's shot it's so funny to think they're just reacting to nothing yeah but then again isn't that every goddamn marvel movie yeah
1: <laughs> i mean that's true i read that hitchcock would when there weren't actual birds around and they were supposed to be reacting uh-huh. to birds he would have a drummer come out and do the
0: fast drum there's and, one scene in particular uh-huh. where he utilizes it, and it's a lot.
1: I was going to say, I wonder if he did it in this scene, because uh-huh. there's nothing there, because this is very frantic.
0: Yeah, there's <sighs> and there's no way that you can know how scared you're supposed no. to be. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense, though, because I was like,
2: why are why is nobody trying to hurt these birds? I like, don't oh, know. Shit. Yeah, they're yeah. just like, oh, get away. <laughs> oh, are you kidding? <laughs> Hit one of them, something. Clawed their heads together
0: (laughs) (laughs) fucking three
3: stooges
0: (laughs) but the scene dissolves into later that evening with everyone back inside the house along with deputy al malone played by malcolm atterbury al picks up a dead bird and remarks yeah that's a sparrow all right (laughs) get the fuck out of my house (laughs) (laughs) thanks for stopping (laughs) oh my god i would have been pissed yeah he actually blames them though.
1: Yeah. He
0: says that they had the light on. I'm like, are they moths? I, I, yeah. <laughs> I
1: didn't fucking yes, know yes. birds did that. I didn't know we were supposed to have all the lights out. No, no nobody shit.
0: told me. But Mitch is over it and he says that they have to do something about this while Lydia picks up a broken teacup. Al's like, look, birds, man. They get inside, <laughs> they panic, it happens. Lydia urges Mitch to tell Al what happened at the party. So Mitch explains what happened with the seagulls and also adds that Melanie was attacked by a gull in the boat. Al, who I think is in the pocket of Big Bird, (laughs) he's like, well, were the kids fucking with the birds? (laughs) Lydia's like, the kids were playing and the gulls attacked. He's like, they were fucking with the birds.
1: (laughs) That doesn't sound like the birds I know. Mm,
0: Not at all. But Lydia disagrees and continues cleaning up. Al suggests that they put a screen on top of their chimney and offers to help, but Mitch declines. We see Lydia in the background straightening a painting of her deceased husband, and when she does, a dead bird falls off of it and she gasps. Melanie takes Kathy up to bed and offers to stay, which Mitch agrees that she should. He shows Al out, who calls the whole incident peculiar.
1: I love that Melanie's just part of this family now. Yeah, yeah. she's because just there. Because they were attacked by birds.
0: <laughs> it's funny to me because I don't know that anything would have happened with Mitch if the birds didn't start attacking no. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is the luckiest. She'd
1: be back in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah,
0: and he would probably start dating another lady. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Flashing that trash. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but the next morning, Melanie puts on lipstick in the mirror in her nightgown while Mitch tends to the grounds outside. She overhears Melanie saying that she's going to take Kathy to school and then go check on Mr. Fawcett and his farm. They speed off in a truck and Melanie continues to get ready. So there is a deleted scene here that was kind of a featurette on the Blu-ray that I watched. Mm -hmm. And it's basically Melanie going outside to talk to Mitch as he's like cleaning all the dead birds Mm -hmm. off the property.
1: I can kind of see that because later they're just standing outside at the beginning of another scene, and it's like okay, they were hanging out.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so it's I mean, it's odd that they cut that and left so much other stuff in. Yeah, yeah, but it's I I wonder
1: what. I'll revisit it in a second, but things move very quickly in a minute, and I wonder if there was some. Like building on their relationship in that scene that got deleted. I think it
0: must have been they had on the thing it was the script and production stills mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because the footage of it is gone forever. Nobody knows. Oh wow. shit. And so I mean, you know, maybe that's why they deleted it. <laughs> yeah. Well Can you find the footage?
1: Oh, like, shit. oh shit. It's we don't need it. Tell it's Hitch fine. we don't need yeah. it.
0: But later we see Lydia arrive at the Fawcett Farm asking a farmhand if he's seen Mr. Fawcett. The man says that he hasn't seen him this morning, but he should be here. Lydia heads off to the house and knocks on the door. Getting no response, she heads inside, calling out for him. In her search, she finds an entire row of shattered teacups, like the one that she cleaned up. Mm -hmm. It's
1: like super ominous. Oh, yeah.
0: She ventures in further and in silence, making her way down a hall. At the end of the hall, she finds a bedroom in complete disarray, complete with shattered windows and filled with dead birds. But when she looks down at the floor, she sees two feet covered in blood. She looks up to see Dan Fawcett's corpse sat in the corner with each quick cut inching closer to his face and we see two eyeless sockets pouring blood.
1: Any violence, I know Melanie was bleeding earlier, but Mm. it's all been very tame. Yeah. Yeah. And so to ratchet it up from a couple (laughs) scrapes to fucking an eyeless yeah. <laughs> bloody face staring at you i would that was jarring
0: it shocked the shit out of me <laughs> yeah, it, not- looked good, it looked good. It yeah. i was
1: not expecting that
0: not in this film
1: no <laughs> <laughs> i just thought he was no. gonna be just
0: face down or or maybe uh, just show the feet and i was be gonna done. say yeah. when she
1: was appalled and all we saw was the feet i was like oh i guess the farmer got got yeah. i thought that was it yeah and then not only do we see him we fucking zoom in yeah I, I think it's great like oh
0: I love it. Yes yeah. I love this a lot. They said Hitch- Hitchcock wanted to shoot it in such a way that with each cut it's where your eyes would go naturally. Mm-hmm. So you discover his legs yeah, and then you look up, you see him, you look close, you see his face and then you see his eyes yeah. and it's so well done. And
1: you do the bender. Zh- yeah. uh, oh yeah, yeah. It's chilling. It's like genuinely chilling. It is.
0: And this is when I was like, okay, so I guess the rom com's over. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is a new movie now.
0: Yeah. You know what? It's almost kind of like audition in a way.
1: Yeah. Kind of. Yeah.
0: False sense of security. Mm-hmm. This ain't a love story. Not no mo'. But Lydia drops her purse and runs out of the house breathlessly. She stops at the farmhand but doesn't tell him anything, instead, hopping back into her truck and pulling away. He doesn't ask her anything either. Yeah. No, wouldn't you be uh, like, what,
1: what happened? Yeah, what okay? On? Yeah, yeah. He's
0: like, I scooped his eyes out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you <laughs> see what that I did? shit? <laughs> but <laughs> in, a <laughs> in a wide shot, we see her speeding down the road, a trail of dust behind her.
1: I watched an interview with Alfred Hitchcock on YouTube Uh and he had said that on her way to the farm, that shot, he ordered all the dirt to be wet down so that it wouldn't fly up. Mm. And then on her way out, he wanted that, you know, giant trail of dust and dirt to kind of speak to how frantic she is. And I was like, I never even would have like... Of course, you notice it trailing behind her because it's very striking. Mm -hmm. But the fact that he was like, I don't want that on the way there. I only want that. I thought that was really Mm. like super interesting because it works very well.
2: He said it was an emotional truck.
1: He
0: did call it an emotional. Yeah. Track. <laughs> he did the way he thinks film wise. Yeah, right. yes,
1: film film wise, wise specifically
0: is very interesting, and there's a lot to be learned from it because he really, whenever they said he was helping cut this film with the editor, uh huh, he would watch sequences and he'd be like, "Cut two frames from that shot. Cut one frame from that shot." He was he had an eye particular, yeah, and specific almost. There's one scene where he almost pulls a fucking Kubrick, but I guess it'd be Kubrick pulling a a Hitchcock, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Okay. It's going to piss you off. (laughs) But once Lydia arrives home, she spills out of the truck sobbing.
1: This is when they're just chilling in the yard and she's in her fur and her nightgown. And I'm like, (laughs) Like, can we talk about what was going on here?
0: (laughs) Mitch and Melanie rush over to her asking what's wrong, but she pushes past them and runs inside the house. We fade into another scene a while later with Mitch putting on his coat, telling Melanie that Al called and wants him over at the Fawcett place. I'm not sure why.
1: No, I don't.
0: Yeah. He's not the detective.
1: No. Uh, I guess Liddy is just a woman, so he needs another man to confirm. Are these eyes really pecked out? Okay,
0: okay. Okay, cool. I'll write it. I'll put it in my notes. So stupid. I, I didn't understand that. Yeah, this
1: had none of this had anything to do with Mitch.
2: Maybe. No. Maybe if they were telling him, Hey, bring your mom back over here. Yeah. Yes. But why are you, why no. him? I he wasn't even there. He can't no. confirm
0: anything. That's a dead it's a dead man. <laughs> Thanks, Mitch. But I feel like you knew that. <laughs> But Mitch asks if Melanie will be all right and she says that she will as she makes Lydia a cup of tea. He leans in and kind of sniffs her hair a little.
1: He kisses the yeah. back of her neck. Is
0: that what happened? That's yeah. what happened.
1: I was like, we're at back of the neck kisses now? That's, That's- what I want to know what happened outside. <laughs> He's
0: like, the world's in this, yeah. baby.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was the same thing I wrote. I was like, what just happened? What is yeah. Because
1: happening? you guys move really fast. We were mad at each other yesterday. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: I don't don't get it. But then they embrace with Melanie telling him to be careful. Yes. They cling to each other as they walk to the front door and he tells her to be careful as well. And they share a kiss before he leaves. They kiss kiss. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I Sure, man. Uh, Annie somewhere pissed the fuck off. She feels it. She knows. But Melanie returns to the tea, bringing it into Lydia's bedroom. Lydia thanks her for the tea and asks where Mitch went. She tells her that Al wanted him at the Fawcett farm and says Al also sent for the Santa Rosa police. Then it hits Lydia. Is Kathy all right at the school? Melanie tries to set her mind at ease, but Lydia says that she keeps seeing Dan's face and is worried about all the windows at the school, considering all the windows at the Fawcett house were broken. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Lydia says that she wishes she were stronger and that her husband gave her strength, but now that he's passed away, all that strength is gone and she's all alone. She asks again if Melanie thinks Kathy is all right, and Melanie reminds her that Annie's there, too, and that she'll be just fine. Lydia says her husband also related to the children better than she ever could, and she wishes she was able to be like him. She sips her tea and says that she misses him. She says sometimes she thinks that he's still here, even getting up to make him breakfast in the morning, and then she remembers.
1: That's so sad. It
0: really is. She says that Kathy is a child and Mitch has his own life now, but she's glad that he stayed here today because he makes her feel safer. So this whole time you think of her as this like single-minded jerk. Yeah. Yeah. But she's really going through it. She always looks worried. Yeah. She does. She's got reason. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Even before though, even when it was just about Mitch dating. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I appreciated this because like you said, we get a lot more... Like Lydia is a lot more flushed out here mm-hmm. because her relationship with her son is like very weird to yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost like her husband died 4 years ago, but Mitch would have still been an adult. Uh-huh. And he had to step up and like be husband junior. I don't know, it's very odd.
0: Well, they are running an entire farm. Okay. I don't. I've never. Run <laughs> <a farm. laughs> I don't know. What, <laughs> I don't know what anything anything yeah, about that means.
2: He he talks to his mom really weird he throughout does. the movie, he does. and I I
0: I always just call my mom mom. Same. Or no, or he's mother dear or, and
1: darling. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. It's it's you
0: strange. would strange. You would think that she would be calling him those things. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And even um, Annie was like, "No, it's not an Oedipus situation." But like the f- fact that you brought up. Oedipus at all Pretty fucked up. y'all have a really weird, y'all are weird, yeah. Yeah. like y'all are weird.
0: I, I do want to point out that there were theories online that her seeing Dan's eyeless corpse triggered thoughts of Oedipus with how that ends. Oh and yeah,
1: because Oedipus is like, yeah, yeah. Nuh-uh. I don't want to see that shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and so that's why they think that in this scene she's kind of easing up because she's like, is that where I'm leading? I need oh, to yeah. chill,
1: I need to chill. But I think this at least, is like okay you're scared yeah and that's why you're kind of clinging on to your son right. a little bit because i was side-eyeing yeah. all this whole movie
0: <laughs> yeah to be honest <laughs> and it's funny because annie told us all this already yeah, yeah. but hearing but it it's yeah. different because hearing her say it you it humanizes her and her oh, yeah, be- yeah. yeah and know? her
1: being softer in this moment because mm. she's very like nah bitch eat your food and <laughs> yeah. get the fuck out of my house when are you going back to san francisco <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i uh i also read that hitchcock when they first did this told Tippi hedren to be bitchy really and then they reshot it and he was like no be more sympathetic can you imagine this scene if she's crying and she's like, oh, my husband, my son. Yeah. <laughs> okay, man, yeah. drink your tea, old bitch. Yeah. Like, what it's What like, did he have her doing? Uh, yeah. Kathy's fine. <laughs> Shut the
0: fuck up. <laughs> like, good Lauren.
1: I also think it's really well written because Lydia's having like this stream of consciousness situation and she right. keeps going back to, do you think Kathy's okay? Mm-hmm. And we'll talk to some about something else for a minute. And But do you think Kathy's okay? Because yeah. she's just dwelling yeah. on it. And it's so... Like, who wouldn't be? You know what I mean? Who wouldn't be thinking about that and worried about their kid? Right.
0: I think that's one thing I want to point out is that the dialogue in this film is great. It
1: is.
0: They do this thing that I love that I I noticed it in a lot of Twilight Zone episodes as well, Mm -hmm. where lines feed into each other. Mm -hmm. It's like a Tarantino. He probably got that from this. Because I mean, whenever you have, it's almost like a puzzle where one word in a line triggers a thought to the other character. Yeah. And they may even use that word in their next line. Mm -hmm. It's poetry. It's
1: just, yeah, it's good writing. It's just well written.
0: I miss it. (laughs) (laughs) But Lydia tells Melanie that she wants to understand her because it seems like Mitch likes her a lot and she doesn't even know how to feel about the whole thing. She says she doesn't know if she even likes her, but since Mitch is important to her, she wants to like the girl that he ends up with. Melanie asks, you know, what if you don't? And Lydia says it wouldn't matter to anyone but me because Mitch has always done whatever he wanted. It's like, God damn. You're flashing in yeah. his trash. <laughs> yeah, flashing that trash. <laughs> it can't be stopped. <laughs> but with her voice breaking, she admits that she doesn't want to be left alone. Melanie comforts her and says that she should try to get some sleep.
1: <laughs> what did she do in the first take yeah. throw the tea in her face yeah
0: <laughs> just scalded her <laughs> hitchcock's like that's too right. much yeah. <laughs> that <doesn't work."> <laughs> <laughs> try it without the tea
2: <laughs> he's just emperor pop yeah i don't now. know
3: <laughs> i don't know what's going
0: on so then she does it well and he's like yes yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> But Lydia repeats that she wishes she was stronger and asks again if Kathy is all right at the school. Melanie, to kind of, you know, set her mind at ease fully, offers to go and check in on Kathy at the school. Lydia thanks her and then tries to fall asleep.
1: I know that Annie is the teacher and like, we know her or whatever, yeah. but you could just go and get any kid.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she has no relation she to this girl. I thought that too. <laughs> we just met yesterday. Yeah. I had to go across town to learn her name. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're still in the same clothes and shit. Yeah, know,
1: I'm not letting
0: this child yeah. go with you. Is this lady a ghost? <laughs> <laughs> But in the next scene we see Melanie arriving at the Bodega Bay school and parking outside. She hears the kids singing together as she heads inside.
1: Those kids are fucking Darren, <laughs> <Yes,
0: it's- Yeah. laughs> it up. It's unbelievable. And if you've ever seen this film, I dare you not to have this song stuck in your head <laughs> yeah. for fifteen fucking no, years. No, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, it's unbelievable and There's there's something that comes up later that I'll explain because it's so ridiculous involving that song. But when Melanie gets into the classroom, she sees Annie leading the group in song and decides to head outside to wait.
1: When you wait inside.
0: Yeah, there was a little room. And you know they
1: were allowed to smoke in that fucking school. You didn't have to go outside.
0: And birds are outside, man. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But as she waits, she hears the kids still tearing it up. (laughs) Just a little fainter. (laughs) She walks over to the playground and sits at a bench. Behind her, and unbeknownst to her, a single crow flies down and onto the jungle gym. She lights a cigarette and begins to smoke. We then get another shot of the jungle gym and see that three other crows have joined the party. Wouldn't your head be on a swivel? Oh yeah. It's birds, man. That's like you I'm know saying. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. <laughs> But we cut back and forth between shots of Melanie patiently waiting and smoking her cigarette and shots of a few more crows joining the jungle gym. As Melanie grows impatient, she sees a solitary crow in the sky and follows it to see it landing on the jungle gym, now completely filled with a murder of crows, with crows also lining the surrounding building and fence.
1: It looks fucking creepy. Yeah. It's horrifying.
0: They got me afraid of birds. (laughs) They've done it. You did it. The funny thing is that most of these birds are just models, but they interspersed it because Veronica Cartwright, she she said, I asked a lot of questions as a kid, especially on set with Alfred Hitchcock. Right. Well, yeah. She said, I was like, aren't those birds just going to look fake? And he told her, no, which is like, you're fired. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, he didn't. But he's like... If you intersperse all these fake birds with a couple of real ones, yeah. your eyes will be drawn to the real ones. That's true. And he's right. All you need is a couple of real ones. This is getting out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I, I just love the suspense of this sequence.
1: Well, because you know where it's going yeah. and you know what's going to happen, but it still happens so gradually. And then we have the willity, willity, yeah. fucking just tearing yeah. it up in the background. It's a-
0: They're saying now, 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 like turn around <laughs> now, now. Yeah. Now, now, now.
1: It's a great scene.
0: Yeah. And the funny thing about the song is that the song is public domain and so they used it for free, but the song wasn't long enough for this sequence. Mm and so (laughs) they're like back to the beginning (laughs) evan hunter had to write verses oh my god (laughs) for this song and he says that he still gets royalty checks for it (gasps) damn yeah good for him so i mean he lucked out but the thing is is that it's because that one shot of melanie on the bench after the couple of birds Mm -hmm. where we don't cut back to the birds for a while Mm -hmm. that's what made it so long because it's waiting there I'm expecting to see 10 birds. Yeah. yeah. And when she falls over, she's like, ah, oh, fuck, it's one bird. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> no, it's not. No, it isn't, ma'am. But Melanie slowly rises out of her seat. While she keeps her eyes on the crows, she slowly makes her way back to the school. She hears the children stop singing and Annie tells them as soon as they all settle, they can head outside for recess. I laugh because the birds are probably licking their chops. i like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. recess.
1: <laughs> Let them come out and play.
0: Their recess is our lunch. Yeah. <laughs> But Annie opens the door that leads to the playground, and Melanie rushes inside, urging her to close it. She does, and Melanie takes her to the window, saying they need to get all the children out of the school. Why?
1: Yeah, wouldn't you stay inside? Right. Right. Go to a room with no windows. There has to be. Or a- in We're the le- hallway. the gym or a hallway. Yeah,
2: or a hallway. Close all the doors to the classrooms.
1: No, let's go to their house. Yeah. <laughs> that's Bird's houses outside. Yeah.
0: Well, if they don't leave, we don't get the next set piece. Guys. Yeah. The- <laughs> so, we gotta. So, I mean, they had no choice. But Annie quiets the children, staging a mock fire drill and telling the kids who live nearby to go home and the rest to go down to the hotel. I laugh because everything Annie says, the kids are like, what the fuck? (laughs) She's like, you guys need to be quiet. Quiet? This is bullshit. (laughs) One kid broke their ruler. (laughs) But she tells them to go quietly and not make a sound until she tells them to run. We get a long shot of the crows waiting, possibly feeling a bit peckish. <laughs> yeah. I see what you're They got there. it, yeah. <laughs> but suddenly they all scatter, and we see Melanie and Annie with the group of school children running their asses off down the street. Just be cool,
1: man. man. Yeah.
0: Um, Weren- weren't you creeping back? <laughs> tell-, tell the kids to creep. Yeah. She's like, fucking, yeah. Right. As soon as he yeah. got outside. God damn. <laughs> But we see the birds chasing them, some landing on kids and pecking away. Honestly, coming back for seconds because some of those kids were at the party. Yeah, (laughs) those kids
1: are like, God (laughs) damn it!
0: (laughs) But in the frantic scene, some of the kids are bloodied. One kid gets fucked up behind a tree, (laughs) and suddenly one girl falls to the ground, calling out for Kathy's help. We get a shot of her. Kathy gonna do? I don't know, dude. Her glasses fall on the ground and shatter as well. It's a scene. <laughs>
1: it's insult to injury.
0: I did want to point out that they're all really running on a treadmill. All right.
1: Oh.
0: And everything going on around them is that Matt stuff. All right. Well, this is right.
1: the, the one that I knew about them using the drum. Right. That's why I'm like, is the, did he do it every time that yeah. they had to pretend?
0: Now, they pretended for like 90% of it because some of these kids, they... This sounds just insane, but they tied the bird's feet to their collar of their shirt. Oh, wow. And so the bird who has his beak taped shut also is just freaking the well, fuck yeah. out.
1: Well, wouldn't you? Yes. <laughs> you're you're so,
0: taping my feet to what? Yes.
1: And shutting your mouth. Yeah. It's
0: like, I did not agree to this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is bullshit.
0: But, and then also some of the birds are just hand puppets.
1: yeah Yeah. you (laughs) can kind
0: of tell on a couple of them but the shots are so frantic that it all just works yeah it's all so fast but (laughs) kathy to her credit along with melanie rescue the girl from the birds and find refuge inside of an unlocked and parked car that wasn't her car because she parked in front of the school
1: i thought it was so did i i was like did
0: everybody just leave their car unlocked well she reaches
1: to start it yeah
0: (laughs) why did you yeah, think you could like,
1: what the fuck was that <laughs> i don't know She's like, oh
0: that's right i'm stealing this car
1: yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> if she lies so much maybe she convinced herself. no this is I yours this oh. was my car
0: but melanie honks the horn to cause the birds to disperse which they finally do she then rests her head on the wheel in just total exhaustion <laughs>
2: it's their only weakness
0: a uh, car <laughs> yeah. horn car yeah. oh shit <laughs> they don't like it no <laughs> So later at the Tides restaurant, Melanie calls her father to tell him what's happening in Bodega Bay. Deke leans in, totally eavesdropping, but her father doesn't seem to understand the gravity of the situation.
1: Dad, you better believe me. Yeah,
0: she she tries. She details the incident, what happened at the school. But just then, Mrs. Bundy, an elderly woman played by Ethel Griffies, walks up to the bar next to Melanie. She tells Deke that she needs some change and overhears Melanie talking to her father, asking if there's a difference between crows and blackbirds. She's like, oh, there definitely is. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks, lady. But she heads to the cigarette machine with her change, securing a pack of smokes as Melanie gets off the phone with her father. Mrs. Bundy approaches Melanie, expounding on the differences between crows and blackbirds, getting down to their scientific names and everything.
2: Yeah, she was dropping some knowledge. Yeah. Kept, she knows bird love. Yeah,
1: Ob-
0: shit.
2: <laughs> Off the dome, too. Yeah, so if this really happens, we're fucked. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> but... Melanie dials the number to Fawcett Farm. That's not a theme park. <laughs> it's the. <laughs> that's funny, uh, but Mrs. Bundy poo-poo's the entire idea that any bird would have the intelligence to launch any kind of attack.
1: Bitch, I seen it. Yeah. Yes, and birds are smart. I know yeah. they what can are you talk. We about? said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've covered this.
0: But Melanie does try to tell her what happened at the school, but Mrs. Bundy lets her know that she's actually an ornithologist. So leave it to the professionals, so honey. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> she says that birds don't bring chaos. That's mankind. They make it harder for life to exist on this planet. I'm like, well, preach, yeah. Yeah. But. yeah. <laughs> Still, Melanie is put on hold after asking to talk to Mitch, and Deek tries to explain again that there was an attack on the school.
1: Uh, just to jump in really quick. Uh huh. Uh, when she's like birds you know whatever birds don't do bad shit humans do mm-hmm. in the background the server's like we need three fried chicken dinners <laughs> and i thought that was the fucking funniest shit in the world
0: that's honestly brilliant it's yeah. so good and the
1: timing of it i was yeah. like that is hilarious like, Man, yeah. we are fucked up <laughs> that's it's like so horrible
0: but a random drunkard in the diner played by carl swinson just shouts out that it's the end of the world waiting for it. He was.
2: Uh, no, I was waiting for you it. You were? <laughs> I was like there's g- he's got to be somewhere in this movie. There's always one. The yeah. Harbinger. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, this whole scene, especially when that dude pipes yeah. up, it feels like a play.
0: It does. Like yeah. big time. There's so many characters in and out working, talking. Again, those lines feeding into yes, each other. I
1: think that's what it is. It's like plays. Yeah, like That's is. how plays are written and the way it's just we're talking to this guy. Now this guy chimes in. Now we're over here. Yeah. Now he's chiming in again. Like it's very, I don't know. I guess that just speaks to the the writing again. Mm-hmm. But I really, I liked it. I could have done 10 more minutes in this <laughs> little restaurant.
0: It's funny because if you were thinking of where to cut, you'd be like, well, maybe some in the diner. But then you get to the diner. You're like, no, this no, is great. I don't want Not to
2: cut this. There. Yeah. yeah like, I don't I love want any so much. of this cut.
0: But there's a hilarious moment when the drunkard quotes Ezekiel chapter six about God destroying the world and all the high places. And then Helen quotes a line about bringing woe to men who drink early in the morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Dude's like, it's the end of the world.
1: We're not talking about that no, part. No, it's not about
0: me. All right. <laughs> and of course, he pounds a shot. But Mrs. Bundy says that she doesn't think a few birds equal the end of the world. Then Melanie tries to tell her that there were more than a few. Mr. Shoals, a fisherman played by Charles McGraw, speaks up, saying that last week a ton of seagulls wrecked some of his boats. Then a random mother played by Doreen Lang complains to Helen that all the bird talk is scaring the children, so Helen tells them to keep it down. Deke's like, dude, I'm scared too. Yeah. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I don't give a fuck about them. (laughs) Fuck them kids. (laughs) But Mrs. Brady tries to rationalize the entire thing, saying the gulls were probably after the fish. Melanie says at the school, she thinks the birds were after the children to kill them.
1: I laughed because <laughs> the old lady's like, why? And she's like, To kill them? Yeah. Like, <laughs> they like, do
0: not <laughs> have any birds in their pocket? <laughs> no shit. Sure. Their children
1: are not fish. I no, don't know what so, to tell you.
0: <laughs> sorry to break it to you. <laughs> but Mrs. Brady shoots it down saying, after hundred and forty million years on this earth, now is a strange time for the birds to declare war on humanity. So I just want to point out, I love this interesting mishmash of science versus religion. Yeah. yeah. Because the real answer here is that sometimes weird shit just happens. It just yep. happens. And to me, I feel like this had to be at least thought of when they wrote the mist.
1: Absolutely. It yeah. It
0: feels like it. it <laughs> fe- I,
1: maybe that's why I liked it so much is it does feel it. We talked about some of the stuff in the mist feeling like a play as well. Uh-huh. Right. I, I, Maybe that's why I like this. (laughs) I'm like, oh, shit, where's Mrs. Carmody?
0: Yeah, fuck. It's that concerned mother, dude. Yeah. I mean, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. But a traveling salesman played by Joe Mantel sits at the bar and says Shoals should have just shot the birds. He says everyone should get guns and wipe them off the face of the earth. I don't know about all that. (laughs) God damn, dude. I've never seen anyone so angry at birds before. (laughs) I know I said the other dude was in the pocket of Big Bird, but I think this salesman is in the pocket of Big Worm. (laughs) 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 Mrs. Brady says that that would be impossible with over 100 billion birds on the planet Earth. The drunkard reiterates, it's the end of the world shoals starts to rationalize as well as the mother tells her children to finish up so they can all leave this bird talk behind them mm-hmm. the mother's son is like are the birds gonna eat us mommy? Yeah.
2: <laughs> she's like look what you've done to the ba- kid. Yeah, well they're right there <laughs> they are
0: it's fucked but after melanie says different types of birds were flocking together mrs brady calls it unimaginable is <laughs> a little dramatic yeah She says if that happened, they wouldn't have a chance. I was like, how powerful are birds? (laughs) She's (laughs) like, we'd be fucked. But Sam, a cook played by Bill Quinn, comes out of the kitchen to see what's going on. Mrs. Brady tells him that they're fighting a war with birds. The mother gets all pissy, saying that they're scaring her children, and asks Mrs. Brady why she doesn't believe Melanie. She's like, what do you want them to do next? Crash into that window? And implores everyone to go home and lock their doors. She asks the quickest way to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> but like,
1: don't you live here? Yeah. That made me laugh. Yeah. She's like, how do I leave?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I wonder that too. That's fair. She's like, I've only been here my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never left. But the salesman thankfully offers to show her the way after he finishes his drink. Just then, Mitch and Al burst in. Mitch asks where Kathy is and Melanie tells him that she's with Annie. Why wouldn't you all stay together? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like I That's another nothing. odd decision made.
1: Yeah, because she and Kathy were separated yeah. from Annie, so they would have had to regroup and yeah. then split up. Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't even I think about I that. I don't get it. And we know that Annie has a phone because right. asshole Mitch <laughs> called Melanie <laughs> on it. You're never going to so let that go. if she went to the restaurant to use the phone she could have just used Melanie. This makes no sense.
0: No, it doesn't. I think maybe child labor laws. <laughs>
1: that's <laughs> the only she, thing. She can't be in every scene. Yeah. Okay.
0: She's with Annie, guys. Come on. <laughs> But Sam asks why they weren't at the school and Al explains that they were at the Fawcett farm with Mitch spilling the entire beans that Dan Fawcett was murdered by birds. (laughs) Al disagrees saying it was a burglar that I guess ransacked his house, killed dozens of birds and then pecked his eyes out. Is he a Batman villain? (laughs) (laughs) I just don't understand how this could even make any sense. But the salesman chimes in with a story from last year in Santa Cruz about birds kind of fucking up a town and mrs brady says that she remembers apparently a flock of seagulls got lost in the fog and headed into the town where the lights were again the moth theory yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently they ruined a ton of buildings and at the end of it all nobody cared because they were gone the next morning
1: that's all it takes you can do have... whatever the fuck you want just as long leave. as you leave, <laughs> <laughs> <Just> leave <laughs> the next morning the
0: damage was still there i don't understand <laughs> But the mother is heard enough and rushes her children out after the salesman downs his drink. Mitch tries to reason with Mr. Shoals, saying that the birds are out there amassing and they'll be back sooner or later. Mrs. Brady stays talking shit in the background, so he literally pulls Shoals away. Yeah, He's like, we can't. This is too much. But he tells him that we need to do something. Shoals is honest and he says, look, I don't believe this, but I, I can help. He'll try. Mitch recalls the story told about the gulls getting lost in the fog, saying they could create their own fog like smoke bombs to confuse the birds. This is really feeling like the mist. Again, it
1: is. It really is.
0: Them formulating their plans yeah. and show. And that
1: old lady is definitely Norton.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: It's like, hey. Fuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but just then. <laughs> Melanie looks out the window where she sees Gulls swooping down, attacking a gas station attendant across the street. Oh, man. Dude goes down. It's (laughs) the funniest thing I've ever seen. so funny. (laughs) But Mitch and several of the men rush outside as the mother and her children head back into the diner and Melanie watches from the window. They see Mitch tending to the gas attendant, but the pump he was holding before the bird fucked him up, it leaks steadily into the street. <laughs> it goes everywhere. It does. <laughs> I was honestly waiting on a bird to strike a match. Yeah. <laughs>
2: the bird pick it up, and start spraying it yeah. everywhere.
0: <laughs> but instead, a man clearly lacking a sense of smell steps out of his car.
1: Thank yeah. you. Uh, thank you.
0: He's right near a pool yeah. of gasoline. And he lights up his cigar.
1: <laughs> I was like, how do you not smell that? Yeah.
0: It's pungent, man. But everyone is at the window and they're screaming at him not to drop the match, which of course he does, exploding him into a ball of fire. He's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drop the match, he said. All right. <laughs> but the trail of gasoline ignites as well, setting the pumps on fire. There is a hilarious couple maybe three four shots oh man every single (laughs) inch that the fire travels we get a shot of melanie reacting to it Yeah, and it's like frozen stills i don't understand what's going on i told your sister i said what the fuck was that i was like i don't understand he's like we need more tippy (laughs) but we then get a bird's eye view of the proceedings as the few seagulls fly by amassing and loudly heading for the town but i do want to point something out here that actually surprised me a lot Uh uh-huh what we see you see the fire traveling from the parking lot right to that gas station Mm -hmm. everything else was a matte painting oh
1: oh shit
0: Yeah. yeah I couldn't tell. I couldn't either, but I
1: think I was just looking at the gas. Yeah,
0: I think you're right. So
1: if you were going to do it somewhere, that (laughs) was the place to do it.
0: All the matte paintings were done by a guy called Albert Whitlock. And what they did was they kind of took the film and they sectioned out what parts they were keeping Uh and then left the other parts black. And wow. so he had to draw on the like only copy that they had. Oh wow. No yeah. pressure. <laughs> no. Yeah. And it genuinely looks like it was just shot from above. Yeah.
1: That's amazing. The
0: houses, the boats, the water, all fake. All drawn. All right, there you go, man. Don't fuck this yeah, up. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what?
3: What was this that is lot?
1: all we have. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Hate to tell you that, but I was I was just amazed. Yeah but all the people rush out of the diner with Melanie seeking shelter inside a phone booth. Melanie watches the area descend into further chaos. I
1: don't understand why Melanie went outside.
0: (laughs) Yeah. but I don't know why any of them went outside.
1: (laughs) But when I think of this movie... Well, before I rewatched it now, but when you asked, if somebody was like, oh, you know the birds, I would have thought of her in the phone booth. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I was surprised when it does not last very long. No, Because I don't know why it really struck something. I don't know. I guess when I was a kid.
0: I don't know. There's just something about this scene that just is so iconic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can see you remembering it being longer. You're yeah. like, is this the movie Phone Booth with Colin Farrell? <laughs> <laughs> she spins the whole movie in the phone booth.
1: <laughs> but yeah i'm like i guess the rest this is the rest of the film it's like yeah, no it. it's not
0: somebody made an interesting point about saying that she is in the phone booth like a bird in a cage oh right.
1: she's in a glass cage of emotion <laughs> yeah
2: that is very fair see i i'm the other way i thought this was too long in the phone booth, the whole yeah. scene,
1: or her in the phone booth? No, the, the little scene here, okay, but she's uh,
2: barely in the phone booth. But yeah, this little scene—it was just—it was a bit much.
1: I mean, it's fucking chaos. Yeah, well, there's a lot going. A on. A lot of
2: shit happens. The- there's a fucking horse and a carriage <laughs> falling over. And- when that happened, I
0: was like, "Is she hallucinating? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why?" I mean, it's—it's it's a lot. Why is that happening?
1: The bird has the reins.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. (laughs) But we see a man attacked by birds, crashing his car into the flames. Fire trucks arrive to put out the fire at the gas station. Gulls are keeping Melanie trapped in the booth the entire time, though. We do see that horse-drawn carriage (laughs) just speeding down the street. And suddenly, a man with his face covered in blood bangs on the door of the phone booth as birds peck at him mercilessly. Melanie's like oh damn so what, yeah. do you, what do you want me to do what can she do <laughs> right
2: this is occupied yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but the birds begin to crash against the booth shattering the glass Mitch comes to her rescue rushing her back to the diner now this entire phone booth scene mm-hmm. shot on a set oh, oh wow right. yeah, everything yeah no. everything around it is matte nice no. like it's fucking just insane yeah, that they're I, able really, to do yeah this. I couldn't tell at all One thing I did want to say about the phone booth that just hit me just now is her prank was ending up with smashing some glass. Mm -hmm. Oh. And that's all that's been happening to her.
1: Mitch is like, I'll see you in court.
0: (laughs) 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 To the birds. (laughs) But once inside the diner, Mitch and Melanie walk together through the eerie silence, finding Helen and all the other women and children, including Mrs. Brady, like on the other side of the thing. A wall, I think they call it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they were in the hallway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but out of nowhere, the mother blames Melanie for all the birds, saying it all started when she got here. There's
1: Mrs. Yeah. Carmen. There you
0: go. She calls Melanie evil, and Melanie slaps her across the face. It was weak.
1: <laughs> I thought of Clue when he's like, I had to stop her oh, from screaming.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they said that Tippy Hedren did not want to slap this woman. You can tell, but they, she said, "No, slap me, or else I won't know what to do. Like, I won't know what? where to. Where, right. Like, performance wise, well, where yeah, Hitchcock it's...
1: is like, I'll do it. <laughs> 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 That's why it's My the shot yeah. It's
3: just the With hand. Just the <laughs> hand. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love how both of our Hitchcock (laughs) impressions have just devolved into just a tired man.
1: (laughs) A tired British man. There
0: we go. (laughs) It was just fucking over it.
1: I hate us.
0: (laughs) But the woman sobs and nobody admonishes Melanie for hitting her. Well? Deke rushes in saying he thinks that the birds are leaving and Mitch says that they should use this window of time to get Kathy at Annie's house. So- These
1: birds are just stirring up mess, ruining parties, Mm -hmm. (laughs) setting half the city on fire, (laughs) and then just leaving. Yeah. (laughs) It's so
0: odd. What's funny to me is that they just did it at the school. They fucked up the kids a little bit. Yeah. And they're like, all right, guys, let's regroup. Like, (laughs) what? (laughs) They didn't even finish the job. (laughs) But the remaining patrons watch the flocks fly away at the window. In the next scene, we see Mitch and Melanie arrive at the school. In a wide shot, we see the birds lining not only the roof, but the power lines overhead. Mitch and Melanie notice the birds as well and approach in silence. Melanie directs Mitch's attention to the playground, which again is filled with crows. Mitch is like, Shh,
1: you're going to get a scout, yeah. right? <laughs> Just act like you don't see yeah, them. Yeah, just
0: keep walking. But they move cautiously past the school to Annie's house, where we see a few crows perched on her rooftop. The camera then pans across the open gate, where we find Annie bloodied on the ground dead
1: she didn't deserve that no nope.
0: no now this hurt me the most
1: yeah well it's not yeah. fair no I read and I don't know if this is true but it's according to I mean I don't know why she would lie but Suzanne Plachet said that she wanted Annie's ear to be all chewed up and uh-huh. gross and so Hitchcock told her yes and she went to the props department and got an ear and everything. And then when he directed the scene, he had her lay on that ear. Oh. Wow. So she said that it spoke to his sense of humor. But I thought it was just really rude. because yeah. He made her go and get the ear. Yeah. It-
0: that's not funny. He's like, yes,
1: yeah, so that's, that's a great idea.
0: <laughs> we thought the ear was too much. <laughs> but... <laughs> Mitch rushes over to check on her as Melanie sobs at the gate. That's when it hits her. Where's Kathy? We then see Kathy inside the house, safely, as she opens the drapes, silently sobbing as Mitch rushes to the front door. She comes out and the two embrace, walking into the street to Melanie. The crows begin to caw, and Mitch snags a rock and is ready to bludgeon these motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, the birds are like, I thought that was your girl. Yeah. Like the birds They're, are like talking shit. Are they
0: laughing at him? <laughs> the chicken was laughing.
1: <laughs> the chicken was laughing. And maybe Texas it's just a bird thing. Yeah. <laughs> They're rude. But <laughs> speaking of rude, he just could have told her no about the ear. Like I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. still not over it.
0: <laughs> that is a little much. It's yeah. Rude. <laughs> but Melanie stops him from throwing the rock. He then takes off his coat and covers Annie with it. Melanie pleads with him to take her elsewhere and not to just leave her outside, so he takes her body inside. He then hands Melanie her purse, which was on the ground, which, like, you were still holding on to that? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But the three walk back to their car as quietly as they can as Kathy continues to cry in fear. As they get inside, Mitch puts the top up, which why was that ever down? Yeah, that's an excellent, excellent question. <laughs> that's how you were driving around? Like, that's unbelievable. <laughs> you're, you're
1: bird. Th- they're from the sky. Yeah. I don't know if you know, know this. But how will people know that I'm cool? Okay. Oh, all right.
0: <laughs> and that's a very I fair have point. To,
1: I have to put it down.
0: But they get in the car safely and pull away. Kathy tells them through sobs that after they took her friend home, they heard the explosion at the gas station and then birds were just suddenly everywhere. Annie pushed her inside and the birds just covered her, pecking her to death. This performance is great.
1: It is Mm -hmm. because she, Yeah. yeah, she's going through it, man. I don't understand, though. It's like it's a door. It's not a tunnel. Like, why couldn't have Annie gone in as well?
0: It's not like a pod with one. There's room yeah. for one.
1: <laughs> she
0: shoves her in and hits the yeah. button, and Kathy's yeah. like, "No!" As but- she <laughs> as she gets expelled into space, yeah, and the xenomorph is also there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 it's a door. I, Annie, go. Can, yeah.
0: can we just allow Annie to be the hero that she is?
1: I mean, I they gave her a hero's death, but I don't.
0: It Why? doesn't make a lot
1: of sense to yeah. me.
0: You know what should have happened? Mm. Mitch gets pecked to death. I'll, I'm with you. <laughs> and then Annie and Melanie realize they love each other. That's a movie. <laughs> I think we've done it. That's the movie. I think That's we cracked the, the code. Film. <laughs> they bonded over how much they hate
1: <laughs> Mitch. <laughs> and Kathy's like, yeah, he kind of was trash. And then they all move in with Lydia. Uh-huh. Everybody's happy. It's great.
0: Did we just rewrite the movie and make mm-hmm. it perfect? Yes. <laughs> But later at the Brenner farm, Mitch and Melanie board up the windows of the house, keeping a watchful eye at the bay where the birds are gathering. Mitch notices a pattern. The birds attack, disappear, then start amassing again. He asks if Melanie wants to try to call her father again, but she says that the last time she did, the phone was dead. The two of them are then called inside by Lydia, who hears something on the radio. A man on the radio from San Francisco tells of the school attack, as well as a couple of others, but admits that the news is a little sketchy. Then he just pivots to news from Washington. No,
1: I laugh because yeah. he's literally like, well, anyway. yeah, like, <laughs> like, it's not a huge deal that birds are just fucking no, shit. murking people <laughs> in this town.
0: <laughs> we are in the middle of a birdemic, goddammit. Well, yeah. <laughs> but Mitch is annoyed and goes to collect more wood for the fire to avoid any more sneaky-ass chimney attacks. Lydia double-checks all of Mitch's work, then suggests that, honestly, maybe they should just leave. And I don't know. yeah the it's clear the birds want bodega bay for whatever reason yeah. y'all can have it yeah mitch
1: has a place in the city yeah
0: i they can't go to his apartment hey <laughs> can't. so does melanie yeah oh yeah there <laughs> there <laughs> you a, go. Man.
1: i don't think they're gonna peck through just put the top up this yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> step one but mitch disagrees saying they're safe here for the time being
1: there's a clear pattern yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. they even said it on the fucking radio yes they get crunk Mm. then they chill (laughs) out then they do it again while they're in the chill phase get your monkey asses out of there it's it's a
0: no-brainer
1: don't sit and wait for them to get all keyed
0: up again and you said it yourself mitch mitch he's like actually since they're really calm right now we should stay put yeah (laughs) what (laughs) What the fuck are you talking about But Lydia continues asking questions, getting a ton of I don't knows from Mitch until she finally just blurts out, when will you know? When we're all dead? Mom,
1: please. (laughs) Darling.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Dear.
1: (laughs) Calm down.
0: She makes it worse, though, finally shouting, I wish your father were here. But then she quickly apologizes for the outburst. And Mitch asks her to make herself some coffee because coffee cures all
1: uh, coffee does cure all but like your mom no. is clearly having a moment you could make her some coffee
0: yeah He's like why, why don't you, you get go in the kitchen like, What the fuck? <laughs> he really is a piece of even shit.
1: melanie made her some tea and she doesn't even fucking know her yeah. i met her yesterday rude her.
0: but mitch and melanie head outside to see a flock of birds heading off in the distance possibly to santa rosa later the group waits inside quietly with mitch testing the barricades Kathy asks if she can bring the lovebirds in the living room, and Lydia's like, "Are you out of your rabbit ass mind?" (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, fucking not. Mitch then goes to test the boards in the kitchen and eyes the lovebirds suspiciously. Yeah, I'm like, I know they're birds, but they're lovebirds, not fight birds. (laughs) Well,
1: none of these birds are supposed to be fight birds. (laughs) Well,
2: unless they're drinking fight, Fight yeah.
1: (laughs) Hey, so you can fight fight like 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 a a crow. crow. Yeah, see? (laughs) Oh my god,
0: (laughs) they knew. But returning to the living room kathy asks why the birds are doing this they have literally no idea or explanation lydia then walks over to tidy up the teacups and takes the tray into the kitchen Everyone stares as she returns to her seat unharmed. Were we supposed to think the lovebirds were going to fuck her up in there? Yeah. I thought they
1: were. I was the whole time I was waiting for something to happen. Really?
0: Because she was gone for a while.
1: Because, yeah, she's gone for a long time and the birds have been like biding their time. They've been like real unassuming the whole time. Uh Now you got her alone in the kitchen. Now's the time to strike. I mean, Mm. one of them picks the lock on the cage with (laughs) their beak. All
0: right. (laughs) See, it's their fault for building a beak-shaped <laughs> yeah, flock. That- <laughs> That's on them. That's a design You're flaw. are
1: asking for it.
0: But Kathy starts to breathe heavily. Then she's, like, gagging, and Melanie follows her as she gets sick in the other room. It's like, girl, you got bird flu yeah. or what? <laughs> Goddamn. She looks pale as a dove. Yeah. But <laughs> she got bird scratch fever. It just... <laughs> it just made me think of you since you said in any situation in horror that would would be me (laughs) (laughs) that that would be me but as soon as the two return we hear birds chirping outside the sound grows louder and kathy runs to the arms of her mother mitch feverishly adds more logs to the fire as melanie cowers on the couch
1: i feel like the birds are literally saying like y'all didn't leave yeah
0: Yeah. that's your fault yeah no shit (laughs) This was uh, the scene that I knew of as well with the drummer on set.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Because honestly, this entire sequence like, kind of plays out like a silent film. It does. But we then hear a crashing noise. Well, okay, I guess not a silent, silent film. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but Mitch moves the drapes to reveal a gull is trying to smash its way in. <laughs> <laughs> Grabs this gull by the face and starts beating its ass. I... <laughs> The ASPCA must not have been on set yeah. for this part.
1: <laughs> no, they went to the restroom. The, uh, the gull was like, here's, here's Johnny.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought he boarded up the window. Yeah, what happened to that, that shit, fuck? man? His mom was like, you're doing a really shit yeah. job. <laughs> but we then get a shot of Peck Marks eating away at the barricades. Mitch tries to close the shutters, but his hand gets pecked bloody. He then turns off the lamp, remembering that birds are like moths, which we learned earlier. Yeah. Another bird (laughs) smashes through and he makes short work of him, too. He then ties the window frame to the shutter, successfully closing it. He then sits Lydia and Kathy down into a chair like they're dolls or something.
2: Yeah, (laughs) this was weird.
0: It was very Uh, odd because he goes to sit Melanie down as well. And there's an awkward, silent conversation. Yeah. He's like, oh, no, I've got more things to do. (laughs) But then he goes and bandages up his hand. He then turns to see the peck holes from the birds at the front door, with birds actually breaking through now. He places a giant wooden mirror over the door and nails it tight, but just then, all the lights go out with the shrieking sound of a bird. (laughs) They got the fucking power. Is that the bird that (laughs) chewed it?
1: Yeah. (laughs) He he pecked the power line. He's like, I've done it, guys.
2: (laughs) Wait, we got the phone line? Turn off the power. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I, I want to say that this looks great with the entire scene being lit by the light of the fireplace. Mm-hmm. Also, the only thing that we hear being the sound of, of the shrieks and claws mm-hmm. and everything of the birds, it sells the horror of the moment. Because right. you're
1: like immersed in it. Uh-huh. Like mm-hmm. my thing is, why didn't y'all get under beds, uh, hide in closets? Like, you're just like like Peck me, please. Like yeah.
2: I, I, I'm right here. No weapons. No nope. trying no. to fight anything. Just
1: I would have a fucking like frying pan. Uh uh-huh. The bird's natural. In it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some
0: flour. And, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> have my whole breading station. Yeah, Got to yep.
3: <laughs> Gotta get your wet and drying.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Mitch snags a flashlight and props it up in the living room. We hear the sound of the birds getting further and further away with the group realizing that they are disappearing. We dissolve into a shot of the fireplace before revealing Lydia fast asleep in her chair. We pan over to find Melanie wide awake next to a sleeping Kathy before panning over to Mitch who is also asleep in a chair. We hear the sound of wings and Melanie tries to wake Mitch. When he doesn't stir, she grabs the flashlight and begins to investigate.
1: Girl.
0: Yeah. Just stay here. Yeah. Or why don't you shake Mitch? <laughs> She's like, well, I, yeah, I don't want to disrupt sleep." <laughs> I guess. Wake <laughs> him with my voice. I guess that's all I got. Sleep
1: is very important.
0: <laughs> but she spies the lovebirds who are still just super chill in their cage. They're yeah. like, why don't
1: you go upstairs, Melanie? Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we heard there's a present up there for you. <laughs> but she then approaches the staircase in silence, slowly making her way up. She reaches for the first door on the right, tension rising as she gently pushes it open. Inside, she spies a massive hole in the wall and gasps. She raises her flashlight to the bed to reveal the entire room is filled with birds. Why'd you even go in there in the first place? I
2: don't know. This isn't right even all. your house. Like, yeah. like, let's
1: really put it in perspective. Yeah. What are you what Even are you that, doing? What you,
2: are you doing? You hear the feathers on the other side. Uh-huh.
0: Why? She's
1: like, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder
0: what that is. <laughs> Someone leave a TV on? Yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> I read that she literally asked Alfred Hitchcock, why am I doing this? Uh-huh. Do you want to know his reply? I'd love it. Because I told you to. <laughs> That's not reason. That's not clear motivation for a character. She said, Why would Melanie do this? Because I told you to. Wow. That That doesn't. That's not. I'm sorry. I know Uh, the man is, you know, a cinematic genius and whatnot and whatnot. Uh Uh, No goddamn sense. Yeah. No No sense at all. Melanie's not stupid. She's not a stupid kid. (laughs) (laughs) She's a bad liar. She's not stupid.
0: Sometimes she's a great liar. (laughs) (laughs) but of course the birds swarm attacking her we get frantic shots of the birds going ape shit melanie's flashlight waving through the dark room her scratched bloody face and her hand reaching for the doorknob it reminded me a lot of the scene from psycho yeah yeah it does the it's just the quick cuts in the editing Mm -hmm. it makes it feel so just terrifying yeah these were also and again she was Promised that these would be mechanical birds in this scene but that part the bird trainer came up to her like right before they were about to shoot Uh and he's like look the way that we're going to shoot this all the close-ups we're doing there's no way we can use mechanical birds so (laughs) we're using all real birds
1: Tied to her clothes with thread. Mm -hmm. Their feet tied to her clothes. So that they would fucking attack her. I don't know. Why wouldn't you just throw
2: fake birds at her, like paper airplanes or something? So they're hitting
1: her. He wanted it to look real. I read that they did this for a week straight. Oh, man. They
0: said, I know at least five days.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: And there is a moment I'll talk about in just a second. This is the part I was talking about that I said was going to piss you off Mm -hmm. about Hitchcock making her do this over and over after he lied to her
1: yeah and said that it, they were I gonna be fake because he told her about them being tied to her right. clothes but she thought they were gonna be fake all right all
0: right <laughs> the thing is is that she has been on set this entire film i believe it was a 75 day shoot damn watching all these people yeah accidentally <laughs> get fucked up by real birds yeah and so she's got this thing in the back of her mind that's like okay well at least when my scene comes yeah they're I'm not good. gonna be real <laughs> And like, like <laughs> by the way, they're all yeah. they're all real, and they're pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> See what happened to them? Yeah, that's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. mad at you specifically. Yeah. They've been drinking fight milk all yeah. morning.
2: <laughs> right, they're acting birds. Right, killer. Sure.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: They're method
0: acting yeah. birds. <laughs> <laughs> But Melanie tries to bat them away, but they peck at her endlessly as she cries out for Mitch and sinks to the floor, bloody all over.
1: I wouldn't say cried out.
0: Yeah, it sounded a very little weak.
1: I feel like like ah, like yeah, you the, scream to get people up here yeah, to help you because she can't open the door. Well,
0: there is something I will point out that will explain that. Okay, but <laughs> Melanie collapses, her body blocking the door as Mitch attempts to break in. He and Lydia grab from Melanie, barely able to drag her out as the birds peck at them in a cacophony of shrieks and feathers. This is
1: their room now. Yeah, the birds. Yeah. Like, they have
3: their their
1: fucking wing, like, pointed at their eyes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) do you guys even know what birds do? I don't know. (laughs) I've never seen a bird in in my life.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys know what birds are? (laughs) No,
0: not at all. But they carry her downstairs and patch her up. So this is what I'm going to explain as far as her weak cries for Mitch and the way that she collapses to the floor. Mm -hmm. She actually suffered from exhaustion due to the five days of shooting the scene. Oh, shit. So when you see them carry her to the couch and you see her on the couch, this is a body double damn because <sighs> tippy hedron was in the hospital
1: this is fu- that's bullshit dude they shelly devolved her yeah are they tippy hedron yeah. Duval. Duval. <laughs> yeah disgusting
0: so i mean it's it's pretty fucked up and
2: uh,
0: god damn
2: i i'm not gonna lie i would be like you got one fucking take dude uh-huh. maybe two if i don't get fucked up but you better make this one take work. She couldn't talk Five days. Yeah. She couldn't talk to Hitch
1: like that. I saw oh, but an, you can. I saw I, an I interview mean, I guess not
2: with the guy. Like yeah, yeah. I saw
1: an interview with her that she had uh tried to get out of her contract or she had done something that pissed him off. And he was like, If you do this, I'm gonna ruin your career. Yeah and she the interviewer was like well did he she's like yes yeah. oh, he yeah. ruined my career
0: that was i think after marnie yeah and he i think sold her contract to a studio And then they were like, "Hey, we need you on set to do a TV series." She's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Oh
1: my god! Damn, he was like weird with. I read that because Melanie Griffith is her daughter, which is insane.
0: And Dakota Johnson is her granddaughter. Calm down, okay?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, but that Melanie Griffith was like six years old, and Alfred Hitchcock gave her a doll that he had made of Tippi Hedren, of her mother a very lifelike looking doll dead in a coffin and that Melanie Griffith was like fucked up about it Yeah. well
0: yeah she's like six little girl
1: he's like here you go little (laughs) one
0: (laughs) I thought she might enjoy this (laughs) but but Melanie stirs awake fighting against imaginary birds and Mitch calms her He gives her some brandy to drink and more honestly just pours it at her mouth. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But Lydia dabs Melanie's wounds and Mitch suggests that they head to San Francisco to get Melanie to a hospital. Oh, now we should leave. Okay. When the birds have rested. (laughs) (laughs) So this is what I'm talking about where if you get a wide shot, you'll notice her face is covered
1: wow Uh, i mean i know we're laughing because it's birds and birds seem really innocuous but he really had her being attacked by animals literally for five days
0: Uh, and the thing is i mean honestly if if, because i know that a lot of people could probably watch this movie and be like dude birds aren't scary at all yeah a a swarm of anything yeah their nails are sharp they are (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and their their beaks are pointy. Yeah. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't want to like if I see a like I've seen a vulture on a street one time. Dude, vultures yeah. are fucking see, scary. And I'm not fucking with that. That's no.
1: what I
2: was going to say. Like a vulture or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um
1: When you see one in real life and their we live motherfuckers in
0: They're all are big. We, they are. We live yeah. in Texas,
1: so we've seen a few yeah. and they're huge and they look like they want you like, yeah. <laughs> like they, they're, they're like this very- is just to <laughs> tide <it laughs> us over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if we can get they're you, like, they have a hostile energy. I it don't always. <laughs> they're very scary.
0: But they did do insert shots of close-ups of Tippy Hedron as you see her freaking out about the imaginary yeah, birds. Yeah, because
1: that's her. That
0: was all shot later. Bolydia is worried because they don't know what's out there. But Mitch says they need to leave before another flock attacks.
1: I, I know what's out there. Yeah. <laughs> fucking birds. <laughs> birds are out there.
0: <laughs> but Mitch <laughs> gets up and slowly opens the front door. We see the dawn breaking, dimly illuminating their entire property covered in birds. Mitch quietly creeps through the birds toward Melanie's car as the wind howls. We get shots of the birds covering the trees, the porch lining the roof. The entire property is pecked clean. A few birds peck at Mitch as he makes his way, but they don't draw attention to the others.
1: They're not even like, they're just like, yeah. move your fucking, yeah. <laughs> don't be lingering over here. This is our house now. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm the captain. <laughs> but Mitch sneaks into Melanie's car in the garage, turning on the radio, which his mother did request he do. An announcer says the bird attacks have subsided with Bodega Bay being at the center of them, but the attacks are spreading to other towns. Bodega Bay has now been cornered off with most of the townsfolk escaping, but a few people still remain.
1: A few idiots. Do yeah. yeah. Like, did they Mitch really stay Brenner? inside? Yeah. <laughs> they fucking name him?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but the man says no decisions have been made regarding the next steps, but they haven't ruled out military intervention. They've noticed the pattern of attacks like Mitch has, but the reason behind it all still remains unclear. Mitch opens up the garage slowly, sneaking back into Melanie's car and starting the engine. He drives at a snail's pace to the front door, climbing out and heading back inside the house slowly. Lydia asks if he heard anything on the radio, but he doesn't give any details. Instead, they lift Melanie to her feet, assisting her to the front door as the group walks together. They open the front door, the morning light piercing them as they see the entire property filled with birds as far as the eye can see.
1: The tension here mm-hmm. is thick. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a lot. I did have a little chuckle, though, because I thought of the episode of The Simpsons where Homer goes into the (laughs) (laughs) daycare.
0: Of course it comes back to The Simpsons. always. But Melanie cries no at the sight, and they quiet her and carry on. We get these tense close-ups on their faces as well as a few select groups of birds. The two women get into the car with Mitch returning to the house to retrieve Kathy. She asks if she can bring the lovebirds since they haven't hurt anyone.
1: Absolutely not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He carries the cage, easing it into the car with Kathy. Lydia holds Melanie and she clings to her arm. They look at each other, Lydia nestling her with a smile. So, this is the payoff, the maternal figure she never had. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, it's kind of a beautiful moment if you think about it that Uh way. Yeah. But Mitch gets into the car and the group slowly drives away. We get a shot of their car speeding away their home an entire town claimed by the birds as they remain perched in victory shrieking and fluttering their wings
1: they're like and don't come back <laughs> yeah. they're shaking their <laughs> bird fists
0: the the crazy thing I saw this entire shot according to Hitchcock is 32. Pieces of film spliced together in different sections. Holy
3: shit. You've got
0: some birds on the porch. That's one bit of film. You got birds in the trees. That's one bit of film. You got them driving down the road. That's another bit of film. You got the sun beaming from the clouds. Like it is so much stuff spliced together. He said it was the most difficult shot of the entire film.
1: That's incredible.
0: And again, you would never know. No. You would think that it's the matte painting of the background. Yeah. Yeah. And then them just driving away. But No. Like they That's did that shit. Not. But I have to ask the customary question. What did you guys think of the birds?
2: Like I said, I I, I the movie isn't
0: bad. Mm-hmm. It was just
2: a little slow. I I why why did the birds attack?
0: I think it's it's almost like we talked about with uh Halloween 2 mm-hmm. where Yablins was saying The Theater of the Mind. Right. It's scarier I think if you don't know. Because if you do know, you're like, "Well, then let's not fucking do that shit."
1: All right. Or the lovebirds were evil. Oh wow! They
0: controlled the whole thing
1: and brought them. Bodega Bay was fine.
0: Oh yeah, and brought him there
1: and the they're just sitting there eating their popcorn and watching mm-hmm. everything. They didn't even get their, yeah. <laughs> their feathers.
0: <laughs> they're the leaders, man. They're the leaders.
2: Oh. <laughs> I, d- I did like the movie. I'm not gonna lie. It w- it was it was slow. Uh, I feel like it was a little longer than it should have been, mm-hmm. but I Agreed. mean, it wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad movie, not my style, but, um, it was okay. It was decent. That's fair.
0: I mean, I can see how it's, especially now, not for everyone, Yeah, but I can also see why it's a classic. Right. No, no. Yeah. So, you can. Yeah.
1: I like it. I think I like it even more now after talking about it than I did because <laughs> I liked it already. But I think I I have a deeper appreciation for it now. Mm-hmm. But there is a lot of um. Why are you doing that? Yeah. Besides <laughs> the fact that Hitchcock told you to, like, yeah. a lot of the the motivations don't make mm-hmm. sense. And then we have this like weirdly specific story of where all these yeah. people came from and all their situations, and we get. Really, no resolution to anything. Yeah. Um. But I guess you can kind of make up the your own ending in your mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they get out or they don't. And I think the the I like joke about the lovebirds being evil or whatever. But the fact I don't I don't think that he had it be a big deal of them bringing the birds with them if there wasn't something with those birds. I feel like Kathy would have just quietly been holding them and gotten in the car, but she's like, they haven't done anything. Like, I don't know. I don't know.
0: Maybe it could be down like to a simplistic theme Mm -hmm. in that love perseveres.
1: Maybe. Or since they're caged, because it was really only the the loose birds, yeah, that,
0: right. You know, I
1: mean, who knows? You
0: know how the saying goes: a caged bird rarely fucks you up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a caged bird doesn't peck your eyes. <laughs> <out yet>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no, I think I think that's an interesting theory. I, per, I I like this movie a lot personally. I see why it's iconic and why it stood the test of time. I think it's very fun. And I love to watch the descent from that meet cute rom-com. For sure. To basically the end of the world. Yeah. (laughs) One thing I did want to point out is that there were two ideas for other endings for this film. The first one was an idea that Hitchcock, I think he told in an interview with Peter Bogdanovich, who we also talked about on It Chapter Two. Yeah. He told him that he initially wanted to end it with a shot of the Golden Gate Bridge fully covered in birds. Oh wow. wow. So they get to fucking city and civilization and it's there. It doesn't matter. It's like some (laughs) planet of the apes shit. Yeah, if
1: you (laughs) don't include that, at least we have some hope. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The other ending that Evan Hunter wrote was they get into the car and they notice that there are peck marks in the (laughs) hood, the lid the the birds driving the car. But they <laughs> the tires are just birds. Yeah. They, <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking ridiculous but they they basically have another little attack from the birds on their way out of town yeah. God damn but then I think they do make it the issue was it was gonna be a lot of it was a bird attack with a moving car
1: that's a lot he
0: said it would have taken so much more time for Hitchcock to shoot it uh, oh yeah. yeah so literally what I read is that he just cut the last 10 pages from the script.
1: Holy shit. Damn. And
0: so that's the end so yeah. kind of the So that's why we're kind of
1: kinda like what happened. Yeah.
0: And personally I think the ending I like the ambiguity. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, well, if they get to San Francisco, are they safe? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But no, I I really like this movie. And there's this ability to have so many readings of the film. You can either mm-hmm. see it as almost like a thing about nature. You know, almost like an environmental message. Right. You can see it almost. I saw, like we talked about with The Take, with a discussion of women. Yeah. uh, Annie and Melanie being in competition with each other Mm -hmm. and it ending in bloodshed.
1: And almost Lydia feeling in competition with them too. Exactly. Like they're, so that's it's, what I'm it's a saying. Lot. These like weird, this weirdly specific story and situation. I don't think that that's just on accident. Oh no. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And
0: they even said the title on the take. They said the birds could be the slang.
1: Yeah, women. Yeah, right, yeah,
0: right. It's like it's so a lot to dissect and think about. And
1: I just don't. I don't think that it was meant to be just a straightforward these birds are mad right. movie. Yeah. like I think there is something more in there
0: but I guess that leads us to ratings mm-hmm. I really enjoy this film on the positive side I love the dialogue mm-hmm. I love the meticulous direction not that scene I was gonna say maybe too meticulous
1: at some time yeah
0: I think knowing what you want in a shot is fantastic but actors are people
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah let's not forget
0: But the effects for the time are incredible. Mm -hmm. The performances from the cast, fantastic. Yeah. The chemistry of the cast at the same time. True. I think the biggest success that this film has is making something mundane scary.
1: And it does.
0: Yeah. Because I'm telling you, man, when a bird landed on my car at H-E-B this morning. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like, I guess I just live at H-E-B. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But that brings me to my negatives something about the pacing it feels long
1: it's yeah it's off for sure
0: i can't put my finger on it but there's just something about it and also a negative is the meticulous direction yeah (laughs) that scene as incredible as it is to watch right knowing the story behind it is very upsetting absolutely and knowing the story of hitchcock and hedren later on Mm yes it's upsetting yeah
1: and shout out to her she's still alive yeah. she turned 91 in january damn nice. that's i mean that's a bad bitch yeah. i don't know what else to say
0: she could be listening right now hey tippy we yeah. love you tippy <laughs> can you introduce me to, to go to johnson
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but on a scale <laughs> of one to ten pecked out eyes <laughs> i am going to give the birds Eight out of 10 pecked out eyes. I was really caught on a 7.5 the entire time, but I have had way too much fucking fun talking about this movie. <laughs> it been a <laughs> lot of fun. It may have clouded my actual rating, <laughs> yeah. but to me, it, this movie just became an eight. But I will now open the floor to you.
2: So the problem I had with this movie, like it was the same thing, was the pacing. Mm-hmm. But I took this movie and your sister didn't agree with me. But I knew she wouldn't. My thing is I took it like the environmental way. Okay. So to me this is just the og happening movie <laughs> listen so i was like wh- i was like this is just the happening i was like what the fuck am i watching listen
1: i did agree with you because i had the same thought oh, when i no, was yeah. watching okay. it that m night was definitely inspired
2: yes you did say that well but you I- did say that m
0: night has always cited hitchcock see i didn't well, know no. that as okay, an influence yeah. not for the happening but in, in general of his film yeah. career. well yeah. i oh, all
1: right I, yeah i like m night i ride hard for m night yeah I I get made fun of for it. Well, let me let me
0: just <laughs> say time out. because but the
1: happening. I can't. ride. <laughs> I got this well, is my hey. stop him night.
0: Look, the ha- the happening is when I realize that we might have some worries. But yeah. <laughs> people don't give him his due for making all three almost perfect films. They don't, and yeah, that's why. No. Okay,
1: and we've already talked about I like The Village. Maybe it was just on Talk Mortem, but <laughs> I even ride for The Village, and. I- well, <laughs> it got real quiet. No. <laughs> <laughs> but um I do agree that it's, I feel like Hitchcock executed it. No, yeah, I think definitely. M Night did not. Yeah.
2: No, I will. And I would agree. Hitchcock with that.
1: also didn't have Tippi Hedren going. What? No,
0: no, he was just <laughs> tying birds <laughs> you to people. In yeah.
1: Well, you know,
0: <laughs> and telling that, <laughs> telling that kid his face was perfect. Yeah. yeah yeah that was weird, that was weird.
1: it's down to the execution but, but i i do think that the, no you're right i do think it's
0: very similar you guys like hot dogs don't <laughs> <Yeah>. you <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about
1: what is
2: happening but we're, we're going off
0: the rails i'm sorry go but ahead no
2: yeah i i did uh, i did enjoy this movie um but it was a little long mm-hmm. and it did a lot of some of the scenes were like when she's looking at the fire. I'm like, <laughs> we didn't need to do. All that.
0: <laughs> it was a little funny. Yeah, but it uh, needed the, more
2: to burn. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Alfred. Yeah. <laughs> um, the teacher didn't need to die. No. No, no she agreed. was the best part. Mm-hmm. She didn't need to die. But and this being the first Hitchcock film I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It wasn't bad. You know what I mean? I do want to watch Psycho and I'm sure we'll cover it at some point. We need to. Um but for me on a scale from 1 to 10, pecked out eyes, I'm going to give The Birds 7 pecked out eyes. It was it, I did okay. ha- I gave it another half a point mm-hmm. for how much fun we had here. <laughs> yeah. And we did. And so I can even try to, you know, front on that. We did have a lot of fun talking about it. Because I, I was gonna give it a six point five because it was, it, it's it is good. I understand why it's a classic and like you said and and respect to that. But it's just not it's not my pace of movie. You uh-huh. know, um, but we had a lot of fun. So I give it a whole half ass point for that.
1: Mm-hmm. We did have a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just want to uh, apologize for our Hitchcock. I think <laughs> it's just important to de-
0: apologize yeah. for them.
1: <laughs> just slowly devolved and devolved. Um, and I do think I need to take a class on birds. because <laughs> I, do, I don't know how they work.
0: And at least you knew what a tip mouse was. Yeah. I,
1: did, I did know what a tip mouse was. Um, I don't think that I really need to go through. I agree with everything that you guys said. Yeah. Um, I think a big issue is the pacing for me. And. Kind of knowing how the sausage was made yeah. in regards to his treatment of Tippy Hedron because mm-hmm. it, it is disgusting, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, this is a really, it's a really great film, and I can see why it's kind of stood the test of time. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest; we put up this kind of animals attack themed poll on the Patreon, and I was not expecting this film to win. Yeah,
0: no, and it ran away with it, flew away, It flew away yeah,
1: with it. it, it, flew, yeah. <laughs> with <laughs> it. Um by a lot like it wasn't even close and i'm glad it did because did we have more fun than i expected us to have (laughs) uh i'm I'm grateful for it yeah but yeah not to rehash everything um i'm gonna go straight in the middle Hmm. and on a scale from one to ten pecked out eyes i'm gonna give the birds a 7.5 it's not a perfect film, mm-hmm. but I will say that I can't help but appreciate the filmmaking, right? Mm-hmm. And the performances. I mean, I know I said I wasn't going to rehash everything, and here <laughs> yeah. I'm rehashing it. But it's it's just a great film. If you've never seen it, or if you haven't seen it in a while, I would definitely recommend
0: revisiting
1: it because and, and hang out with us and talk about it. Yeah. That, <laughs> <laughs> that might have been the best part for me. <laughs>
0: Well, that's all from us at Podmortem. What would you rate The Birds and what should we watch next? Let us know on Twitter at the ThePodmortem. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Be sure to follow each of us on Twitter at TravisMWH, at blood and, Smoke, and at RealStreeter84. Please consider pledging to our Patreon and stay tuned until after the music for a special thank you to our Wendigo-Gitter patrons. And remember, danger can lurk where you least suspect it. A lack of awareness is for The Birds. Until next time. Thank you for staying tuned. We want to give a very special thank you to all of our Wendigo Getter patrons. Yeah. Hey, thanks
1: for flocking with
0: us. (laughs) (laughs) Special thank you to Chris Ontiveros, Kristen Lofton, Megan Martinez, Kimberly Bass, Melanie Van Huisden, Sophie Hodson. Anthony Jerome M., Jordan Nash, Kent and Allison O'Morton, Guy54, Lala Thomas, Travis and Nisa Hunter, Miguel Myers ATX, Mandy, Jennifer Perez, Pierre Lombard, Carissa, TJ Bronson, Gabrielle Trevino, Spooky Mom, Andy Teague, Applin Ontiveros, Karima Rhodes, Antonio Huerta, Kimberly Kleindienst, Will Brown, and Linda. Thank you all so much. Thank
1: you, thank you, thank yeah, you. thank
0: you. We appreciate every single one of you. You are all truly unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Needs more to pay. <laughs> Until next time.